that it cannot be held against you. Yes. Do you understand that after I question you, the prosecution is going to be able to cross-examine you? Yes. And do you understand they're going to be able to cross-examine text messages to or your Facebook messages to your husband, all of those messages with Mr. Malosh, all the evidence in the case, yes, correct? Yes, I do. They get full reign on cross-examination. We've gone over that. Is that correct? Correct. And do you have any questions for myself or for Judge Matthews about testifying? Um, no, I don't. Is it your, are you doing this because anyone has threatened you or coerced you into testifying? No. Is this your choice? Yes. Is it voluntary, free, um, freely made by you? Yes. Um, is there anything you think the court should know about, about this decision? Uh, no. Does, do you have any questions for me? I do not. Okay. All right. Should we address counsel's motion while the jury's out? Um, well, she, well, I guess she's, she mentioned that maybe we can do it later. We can use it. Okay. I'll do it. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. So, um, are you ready for the jury? If um, you need to take a break for, for any reason, um, let me know. Okay. Thank you. Can inquire counsel on any other defense witnesses after Mrs. Kramer? I'm not sure. It depends on child care. So who would that person be? I'm not sure. I They have never told me who they were calling. I'm not sure. Wait, I thought they told you the night before. Yeah, I'll tell them tonight. I just need... I haven't... I've been in court with Mrs. Kramer all day, so I don't know who I'm calling next. Okay. It, I, think, I guess it's going to be hard to believe that we're going to get past her. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Do you think we will? I don't know. It depends how long the process is. I believe I'll get through her. All right, for the jury. <laughs> It's Jennifer Crumbly, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-C-R-U-M-B-L-E-Y. Go ahead, Ms. Smith. You know, Your Honor, I'm going to pull the podium up just so I can see a little bit better. need to get, is there any way we could put the screen on? Sure. Okay. Usually that one goes on. Oh. So. 
And what I'm going to have to do is, um, I'm going to leave this unplugged for a moment, so that when I need an exhibit, I'll just plug it in. Okay. Because I, I don't have those fancy like in between slides. This one take this one goes on in the Well, they don't all go on simultaneously. They don't. Okay. Let's see what happens when I just go like. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull it out each time. So I, I apologize in between witness in between exhibits. Um, so that I'm gonna pull it out. Okay. All right, Mrs. Crumbly. Can you please start by identifying yourself? Tell the jury who you are. Uh, my name is Jennifer Crumbly, and I'm a defendant in this case. And how old are you? I'm 45. Mrs. Crumbly, can you? I, the jury has heard so much testimony. Do you agree? Yes. If there's, I'm going to go a little bit faster through things. And if there's something we need to explain, um, or if I'm cutting you off, let me know. Okay. Okay. And you understand that as I speak, you have to wait for me to finish speaking. Correct. Okay. So, Mrs. Crumbly, very briefly, go ahead and tell the jury what you did for a living. I was a marketing director at a real estate acquisition company. And how long did you hold that position? Five years. Now, does that kind of position include any kind of presentations or public speaking, anything like that? Not a lot. Okay. And how do you feel right now about talking to this jury? Um, public speaking is probably my biggest fear, so very nervous. Okay. And... Um, at times, um, you have been upset during this trial, is that correct? Correct. Um, are you okay to keep proceeding? Yes. Um, I want you to tell this jury just a little bit about about your personality, and I think we've seen some of it on the videos. Is that fair to say? You have. Okay, let's talk about when you have a really stressful situation. What is your, like, let's say, an animal dies in your family or a person dies in your family, how do you how do you handle something like that, news like that? Um, I go into a go planning mode. Um, I internalize things and my reaction is to take care of other things that may have to be taken care of like um, financials or things that keep the house running. Um, I just, I tend to hold things in and I let it out when I'm alone. So. Having a lot of emotions for me is, is difficult. Now, in this case, um, aside from this case, is that true in other situations of your life? Yeah. Um, Can you give the jury like an example? Yeah, my um, my husband had a hard time holding down a job after his mother passed away. Um, so when he would lose a job, I would actually be the one finding the ones for him and sending them from Indeed or Monster and. Taking, taking plans of how we're going to put certain things on payments. Um, it's just, I take control of things. That's just what I do. Okay. And you, um, I want to talk to you. You mentioned your husband. How, when did you and James Crumbly meet? Um, in October of 2004. And how long have you been together then? It will be 18 years this September. And are you still together and married at this time? We are. Have you spoken to him recently? No. 
How long has it been since you've spoken to him? A little over two years. So since the day of the shooting? Correct. Or that shooting, the day yes. you were arrested? Correct. You have a son? Yes. The jury's heard a lot about your son. Okay. I want to talk about your son prior to November 30th, okay? okay? Tell the jury how old he was at that time. He was 15 years old. And tell, give the jury an idea of about what kinds of things he was into, what his hobbies included. Oh, he was really into bowling. He was actually really good at it. Um, he was into metal detecting. Um, he was into, What do you mean by metal detecting? He would, um, we have a metal detector, so we would go to the beach, or we went to Florida, out by the ocean, or the, the neighbor's yard. They weren't there anymore, so we'd go in the neighbor's yard and see if we could find old old coins or cans or whatever he would find. But he really liked that. Um, he was into uh, his BB guns and target practice. We had a half acre um, of land in the village of Oxford that went straight back. So in the backyard, we set up little targets that we got from Amazon that you can just kind of shoot down, like little whatever. Um, See, he was into he was into his video games. Um, he did soccer from age three until ninth grade. He was a, he had a lot of different a lot of different interests. Coin collecting. Do you have some interests? I do. Okay, we've heard about horses. I like horses. Um, I also snow ski. Um, I'm a big reader, and I worked a lot, so I didn't have a lot of time to do the reading. Okay, now when you say snow skiing, did you ever work? Oh, back up. Were there any activities that you and Ethan enjoyed doing together? Yes. Um, I joined the ski patrol because the family can ski free, um, also to help people out. So I got him into skiing at the age of seven. And he would come out to, with me on my patrol shifts and come skiing with me. So we were in that together. What about horses? Did he ever go out to the barn with you? He did. Um, but he didn't really like horses. The one horse I had was kind of aggressive, so it intimidated him. That kind of turned him off from going to the barn. It's kind of boring if you're not the person with the horse. There's a lot of standing around and a lot of nothing. Okay. So what, would you spend time together with him at home? Yeah. <coughs> okay, tell the jury what kinds of things you guys did as, together or as a family. Um, we did a lot of board games. Uh, we also had the um, virtual reality set for the PS4, so we did a lot of the Beat Saber. You can probably do that. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's, a, um, it's like you're holding lightsabers and it has music and you have to like hit the beats, but it's all in 3D. So it's a virtual reality headset. Okay, so um, you would do that with him? Yeah. Okay, what um, else? We had a pool, we liked swimming together. Um, I mean, really just normal stuff. Okay, did you do holiday things? We did. Give us some examples. Um, so every year for around uh, Thanksgiving, I always cook Thanksgiving dinner. Um, the day after, we would go cut our Christmas tree down. And then um, we would decorate that weekend. We would watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, Halloween, we grew our own pumpkins. Um, so we always carved and carved our own pumpkins and had a whole bunch put around the house. Um, Easter, was, you know, it's normal, normal family stuff. Did you have um, an interest in like home improvement kind of stuff? Yeah, um, our house was an auction house. Um, so basically it was wrapped in blue tarp when we bought it at auction. So we've been trying to improve the house since 2015. Um, so we new roof, um, exterior, exterior, and then we, I've been working on exterior and interior ever since. Um, were there things that 
um, your son was interested in outside of video games. Was there anything academic that he was interested in? He really liked history. He was a big history buff. Um, we can play Trivial Pursuit, and he would get me in history every single time. Um, but that, that's probably his, that was probably his only favorite subject. The rest he could do without. How did he do in school? He did good if he applied himself. Um, his problem was he didn't try as hard as I think he could, so he was, he had up and down grades. I would say it's about average. Okay, and when you say about average, um, was that something that you talked to him about? Was that something you monitored? Tell the jury about that. Yeah, um, you heard about the Power School app during this trial. So I had it on my phone, and I was on it multiple times a day. And his, his grades would fluctuate based on what assignments the teachers turned in on the Power School app. Our biggest struggle with him were missing assignments. That was the one thing we battled all the time. Why was that a hot button issue for you? Because there's no reason why he should have missing assignments. He had a homeroom class and get assignments done in. Okay. Um, there were, um, you talked about your job. What were the average hours you worked a week? Um, I usually worked, I got to the office from 7 and 8 in the morning and leave anywhere between 4 and 6. And we've heard lots of evidence already. It was family friendly. Yeah. Were you able to go and leave and go as you needed to? Pretty much, yep. Um, did you care about your job? I did a lot. Okay. Explain, um, did you have any changes in positions over the year or year and a half, two years before this? I did. Um, when I first started with the company, I was hired in as a social media coordinator. Um, I stayed in that role until about 2020. I got promoted to director of marketing. Um, and I, I held the position until I, I was terminated. Okay. And you were, um, did you work during COVID? I did. I worked remotely for about six months during COVID. I went back to the office in, I believe it was August of 2020. Did you enjoy work? I did. It was fun. It was um, marketing. It's exciting, and I like doing graphic design. Um, I did. I really liked my job. Now, the jury already heard about Brian. Brian testified. Correct. Um, tell the jury about Brian. Um, well, I've known him since high school. We've been friends since then. Um, you know, uh, he's part of the horse community, he has horses. And um, as you heard yesterday, we did have an extramarital affair. That's probably the extent of our, but, yeah. but we, were, we were good friends too. How often would, in terms of the affair, how often would you spend time together with Brian during 2021? Maybe an average of once a week. Okay. How once. long did how long did the affair last over? Uh, about six months. Do you feel like that affair caused you to neglect Ethan or not spend time with him? I'm sorry, your son, in any way? No. Explain why why you don't feel that's the case. Because when I met with Ryan, it was in the mornings. Um, on his way home from the station, he would pass my work, and so. The time I was coming to work, we'd meet at the Costco parking lot, and that was it. He'd go out about his day, I'd go about mine. And is it fair to say that you lied to keep that affair going? Yes, I did. And what, I apologize if I, I asked this, I might have, I just in that brain notes. Did you say the, when that, the date range that that started? It was around spring of 2021. Okay. And did... As far as you knew, did you ever talk to that to your son about that? No. 
And did you ever talk to your husband about it? No. If anything, you lied, lied to him about what you were doing, or lied by omission, not telling him. No, yeah. I, I, as far as I knew, I was going to work in the morning. That was okay. Um, outside of those morning times, how many other times would you say you and Brian got together? Two or three. Um, I went on some business trips where I would stay overnight, and he would meet me. He would meet me at the hotel. So that happened two or three times. Two or three times. Were there other business trips you took where he did not meet you? Yeah, there was quite a few. Um, when Christy Gibson Marshall testified, do you remember who she was? I do. Who was she? She was the assistant vice principal. And she she commented she knew Ethan in elementary or she knew your son in elementary school correct correct and she said she testified obviously already about recognizing him did that surprise you no she also mentioned something about emails with you do you recall having email exchanges with her there is one with regarding his report card. Um, getting additional help and, and math. Was there any time at that point or into high school that you ever had to email with teachers about discipline issues? Not discipline, no. How often would you email about missing assignments or grade type issues? That was a regular, regular thing. Okay, and you said you monitor power schools every day. Approximately how many times a month would you say you went to the teachers, or was it weekly? I don't know. It would be, um, I want to say it was on a regular basis, but when it happened, it was a series of messages. Um, he'd be struggling in geometry, and so me and the teacher would message back and forth quite a bit, and then he started getting better, and it was died off. So it was, it was sporadic, but it was a lot when it happened. Now, um, we saw pictures of your house. How did you feel about seeing those pictures? Horrible. Okay, why is that? Because um, my son has a very messy room, and it was right after Thanksgiving, like right after Thanksgiving, and we hosted Thanksgiving, and um, it was pretty messy. It was kind of embarrassing. Okay. Was really embarrassing. Explain the two-bedroom thing, or what was going on with that? Um, so Ethan, sorry, my son, um, he had one bedroom, and it got out of control. And every time I go to clean it, I just shut the door. I just didn't want to deal with it. So then I told him he could just use the guest bedroom until I could get his room deep cleaned. Um, the day before Thanksgiving, I was deep cleaning because so we have people over every Thanksgiving. And my intention was to clean both rooms, but I caught my oven on fire in the self-clean mode. So instead of, I had the fire department out and everything. Um, so instead of getting his rooms clean, I was scraping out the black charcoal stuff inside your oven so I could cook dinner the next day. Um, but yeah, he was in a second bedroom because I just, I didn't want to clean his room anymore. It was just, it was enough. Did you have any plans um, to do anything with all that stuff? Yeah, um, we are going through a lot of stuff because he outgrew a lot of the clothes and the shoes. There's a lot of toy-like things that he doesn't use anymore, so we we're just going to pack it up and donate it. Okay, and when were you planning to do that? Between... Thanksgiving and Christmas before he got new stuff. Now, we saw a video. Um, I guess I want to talk to you about, there's one friend in particular your son spent a lot of time with, correct? Correct. 
Okay, and we're not going to say his name, but let's just refer to him as the friend. Okay. Okay. Overall, was that his your was that your son's only friend? That was his only friend that came over. He did have friends that he talked to during school, but that was the only one that he spent time with outside of school. And how often would you say he came over? Oh, he used to walk home with them every day um, from school. The summertime, he come camp. He go on camping trips with us. Sometimes he would spend more than a week with us. He, he called him my second son. Okay, he was the second son. Did you know he was going to be moving away at any point? N not that abruptly, no. Okay, so when he moved away, is it fair to say it was a surprise to you and your son? It was. Um, what kinds of things would the would the boys do together at your house? Oh, uh, they go down to the lake and go fishing. Um, they would walk to Little, Little Caesars or Frosty Boy. Um, they go in the backyard, shoot the babies. They go swimming in the pool. We took them bowling a lot. They just they they played video games. Now, when you so when you had him over at the house, or I guess was it was it more common for him to be at your house or for your son to be at? Why is that? Um, because he had OCD. Not my son, but his friend had OCD issues, and he didn't want other people in the house. At your house, did did that friend exhibit any issues? No, not at all. Okay, so were you surprised when you when he moved? Yeah, very surprised. Um, we saw evidence that you had Life 360 on your phone, and it was on James's phone, right? Correct. Can you tell the jury what Life 360 is? What the point of it is? Why it's on the phone? It, um, it's a family tracking app, so you know where people are at. Uh, my my husband's mother-in-law got sick in the middle of April, and. Instead of me worrying about where he was while he was down in Florida with his mother and I was up here, we just installed the app on his phone so I knew if he was at the hospital or if I knew he was at his dad's house. So just that way at the bottom, I'm always worried about worried about him and places he goes. So it was just one thing that eased my mind a little bit. Do you, um, is that something you frequently text, uh, message your husband, where are you, where are you, where are you? Mm-hmm, a lot. Okay. so. The jury's going to see the entire stack of exhibits. If they go through all of your messages, how often a week would you say you're on top of him about where he is? Daily. What about your son? Were you worried, ever worried about where he was? I mean, not during the day. He was at school. If he didn't get home from school at the time he was supposed to, I would worry about him. Okay. And um, did you ever ask James about him in your in messages? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the prosecution uh, introduced evidence that makes it sound like you and James only talk about these horses. Yeah, I should have formed the question, makes it sound, and this is direct exam at cross, so this should be not any questions. Okay. Um, how, often, how often would you say you discuss your horses versus your son when you're messaging each other? A lot more than I, a lot more with the horses. Why is that? Um, because my horses, at least, were accident-prone, um, and my husband didn't know a lot about horses. They were more my thing. With him working from home, a lot of times I'd have him go out and check on them, tell him what to do. Um, he started getting into them, he had questions. I knew my son was at school, I knew where he was at during the day, I talked to him after school. Horses can't talk, so if something's wrong, we've got to kind of figure it out. But, yeah, we talked a lot about horses. Would you, is it... Fair to say that, did you have additional conversations with James about horses and or Ethan? Yeah. 
How often would you and James talk about or talk to Ethan? Well, talk to him every day. Um, talk about him probably every day, too. Okay. What kind of, did Ethan have scheduling things you had to work out? Yeah, he, um, he had bowling practices throughout the week, bowling matches, and he worked part-time at a diner. So we had, a, we had to work out transportation and scheduling with that. Um, in terms of your relationship with your son, how did you think your relationship was? I thought we were pretty close. Um, we would talk, we would, I mean, we did a lot of things together. Um, I trusted him and I felt like I had an open door and he can come to me about anything. I mean, I felt, I felt as a family, we were, we were, the three of us were really close. Okay, you're getting a lot of, no, it's okay. You're getting a lot of redness here. Is that normal? Um, yes, because I'm talking in front of people and my nerves act up. So I get splotchy and I might break out in hives and I apologize. Okay, but you are okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, so with regard to, to your son, did you ever go through his text messages, go through his bedroom? Um, what kind of a parent were you in terms of going through those things? I did not go through his text messages. Um, I didn't have a reason to. His bedroom, I would go through when I clean it. I come across things, I look through it to see if there was something I needed to keep or throw away. Um, but I never went through his text messages. What about, you did say you went through his grades. Correct. Um, did you end up having discipline issues with him? A couple of times we did, yes. What kind of things would those be over? Uh, missing assignments in his grades. Okay. Well, any, any other things that were discipline issues? No. At school or at home? No. Was there ever a time where you took away your son's phone? Yes. Okay. Do you recall when that was? Um, I don't remember exactly. I just know um, he got really angry about it. But we took him away a couple times. Um, we've taken his video games away. Um, Why did you do that? Missing assignments in his grades. Okay, so same stuff. Same stuff. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about some of the text messages. Um, and you would agree, the prosecution admitted some text messages about one of those times when you took away his phone. Correct. Okay, so we'll get there, okay? Um, I want to talk about mental health. Did you ever believe that your son needed mental health treatment, therapy, counseling, anything? No, I mean... There was a couple of times where Ethan had expressed anxiety over taking tests, um, anxiety about what he was going to do after high school, whether it was college, uh, military. So he expressed those those concerns to me, um, but not not to a level where I felt he needed to go see a psychiatrist or a mental health professional right away. No. Did you ever? deny him or say, no, I'm not going to take you to a mental health professional? Did he ever ask you? No. I mean, he, one time um, when he was talking about what he wanted to do for, the, for his future, I don't know, he just he was feeling really down about it and stressed. Um, we did, we did, my husband did call his school counselor to try to talk to him because they do a lot of future academic planning with the tech school. Um, was that a mental health issue? No, it was more or less addressing what was upsetting my son at that time. 
Okay, and what was the what was upsetting him? The fact that he didn't know what he wanted to do. His grades weren't that great, so he was stressed out about getting into college. Um, he just he was just having a hard time with his future goals. Was there ever a time he was considering military? He talked about it, yes. Okay. Any other things that he talked about? Um, he wanted to be, he wanted to go into video, he wanted to design video games. Um, he wanted to own his own, own car shop, like not be the mechanic, but own the shop that mechanics worked at. But that was about, that was about it. Okay. Um, were there other kinds of health um, treatments you, you did get for him? Like, did you take him to the doctor? Yeah. How often or for what? Um, when he got sick, if it was obviously, uh, well, during COVID it was different because every little thing I freaked out about. So we'd take him to get a COVID test or take him to the doctors. Um, but growing up, it would just be if he had a headache that persisted for quite a, for longer than a week. Um, but most things are not, nothing serious. Did you, was, did he have insurance? Did you have insurance coverage on your son? My husband did. Okay, always, or were there times where you didn't? All the way up through October of 2021 when my husband lost his job. And I was gonna add him on to my health insurance in November of 2021 at the end of the enrollment period. That was the only time that insurance lasts with him. Was that one of the outstanding things going on on the day that all of this unfolded? It was. Despite, um, in addition to physically going to the doctor, did you have access to some kind of virtual plan? Yeah, through my company. It's called Allied Health Network. It's a virtual, it's a virtual doctor's visit. Um, and actually the, the prescriptions were free too. They didn't cost anything. So we use that. If we had strep throat, you can take a picture of the throat, send it to the doctor. And they can they can treat it from there. Were there times that you called that uh, did virtual visits regarding your son? Yeah. And were there times? Did you ever go to an urgent care or anything like that? Yep. For what kinds of things? Um. Well, usually for sports physicals. But if he had a really if he was younger and had a really high fever and his regular doctor couldn't get him in, we take him to urgent care. He's never had an injury or anything, so mainly right. just that. Was there ever a time that he had an issue with a mole on his back? Yeah, he had um, a mole in the middle of his back. And when I was putting sunscreen on him, I noticed it changed color. So I made an appointment for the doctor to take him in to take a look at that. Now that was when he was much younger, correct? He was about seven, I believe. You mentioned something about headaches for a week. Uh, you took him to the doctor. Was there a time where he had a headache issue? Yeah, he was getting really bad headaches that we couldn't figure out what it was. Um, when was that? Started started young, probably around five, five years old, and he kept complaining. Um, the doctor didn't really see anything. Uh, we even got an x-ray of his head to see if there was any bumps. Well, Skeptic is irrelevant when he's five or six years old. I just I was asking I didn't know when it was I was just asking if she got a medical but it's care. gone on through the years it, it, okay and okay, go ahead. Um, okay so then we found out that he needed glasses so around eight or nine we got him glasses and that didn't work um, he went we he got x-rays done for dental in middle school we found out he had a severe underbite which was causing tension in the back of his neck so we got him braces in 
eighth grade and want to see how this brace is. That seemed to fix the headaches. Okay. Now, with the braces, was that was that an easy process? No. Why not? Because he's horrible at brushing his teeth. Um, he went he went used the water pick we got him. Um, he went brush properly. He would kind of get cavities in his braces, so we ended up taking the wires out because one time he had 13 cavities under the braces. And we're trying. I'm sorry. Prior to him getting braces, did he ever have cavities? Um. Yeah, he had a few. Okay, but it, did the braces? Was it more after the braces? Yeah, because he wasn't brushing properly around his braces, so there he was getting them under, and we had to get the wires removed and take them to get those filled until we could get the wire put back on. Okay, so it was like an off and on procedure. Yeah. Um, I want to go through some exhibits for you that, with you, that the defense has proposed as exhibits A, I'm sorry, B through XX, and I'm going to ask, I wanted to add one more on as YY. Judge, the counsel's proposed a number of exhibits from, appear to be from Facebook, not from a subright extraction, but from Facebook. Some predate the incident by years. So as far as relevance, Judge, I don't mind any exhibits around the date of the offense or even the relevant time periods, spring of 2021. But prior to that, it doesn't appear to be relevant. Your Honor, the, the, they have the specific pictures I was using since October. The specific pictures, isolated, not all the pictures, but specific pictures I was using, they never filed a motion to exclude any of those. Okay, so they don't, they don't Okay, so we'll go exhibit by exhibit. I haven't seen any of the exhibits, so they're, they're obviously pretty different. Okay, can I, Your Honor, would you like me to bring you the hard copy, and then when the, if the exhibit's okay, we can put it on the screen? Yeah, I can submit it. We'll put it on the screen. Okay, yeah. and um, I did them just... They have a copy, have copies of all these. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them, so... And we've, um, I've actually had them redacted and then sent the redacted version to cut out the faces of any minors. Okay. Okay? So I'm going to bring the court um, what's been marked as B through, this is YY if it's admitted, B through YY. Okay. May I approach? Okay. Now B is um, I now I have a, a little bit of a problem because I was going to have my client hold those so I don't put them on the screen because I, I I don't know which ones if any the prosecution will stipulate to. Um, so I can I can do this. Okay. So the first exhibit proposed exhibit is B. Um, it's several, yeah, it's several pages. Um, it shows thumbnails throughout the years so the jury can see the variety of things posted on because the prosecution introduced text messages. How many pages is B? I believe it's 14. They're just like um, thumbnails. I'm not going to go through each thumbnail either. It's C. Exhibit C. Exhibit C would be the next exhibit. Okay. 
Do you recognize what, what the court has just handed you? Yes. Okay, what what is in Exhibit B? What does it appear to be? Um, these are pictures I've posted on Facebook. Okay, and there's a lot, lot, lot of them. Is there's that a fair statement? Yes. Okay, are those, um, those are all the pictures you posted on Facebook? Are, they're not from any, they're from the whole period, correct? Well, when did those start and and go through? Um, I would say mainly 2020. I'm just, I don't think there's any dates. I can tell by the... Looks like from 2020 to 2021. Now, those, do you post on Facebook a lot? I do. Like, way too much? I do. Okay. So, I am not going to go through every Facebook post you've made. You understand that, right? Yeah. Okay. Would, would this exhibit give the jury an idea of what you post about generally if they just took a look at the variety of pictures? Yes. I have to object to relevance. Again, it's from the time period that's relevant, I have no objection to these coming in. But... Even the defendant doesn't know with specificity when these were taken. She says they start in 2020. She thinks. No, I know. And there's, there's, no, there's no dates on there. Yeah, you'll have your turn. There's no dates on there. And um, if it's from the spring of 21 onto the shooting event, that's fine. Your Honor, the, the prosecution has made it sound okay, like... Okay, okay. Well, you, you specifically asked that you guys have to talk at the same time. Sorry, yeah. I did. Okay, right, so... So B appears to be a thumbnail version of pictures. The rest of the exhibits are pictures with dates next to them. Okay. And that might be the best way to go through which ones are from the right date and which ones aren't. Okay, well, date-wise, um, this happened um, November 30, 2021. That's right. And um, things have been put into evidence with regard um, to the defendant and the shooter um, as early as April of 2020. March. March. Okay, so. Yeah. Your Honor, I believe they've gone back longer <laughs> in terms of some of the testimony that's come out. Well, I guess I was going to say that. So I, I don't think that the pictures starting in 2020 are, are that remote. I, I don't know if there's any, I, I don't know if there's anything amongst those pictures that is particularly problematic. It's hard to look at them all. But the time frame in and of itself, I think, is appropriate. There are some, just so the course of the there's 20, post from 2017, 2019. Those are in the, those are in the, those are in the following ones where I did picture by picture. So those, those will go through after this exhibit. This exhibit being, um, is 2020 and 2021. Okay, so just with regard to the time frame itself, I think the time frame uh, is close enough in time, so. Um, I'm, I'm going to overrule an objection okay. with regard to the mission of those pictures just based on the time frame. All right. But I, you know, the, there's a lot of little pictures, so I don't, you know, I don't know if any. any no, that's fine. We can go exhibit that. by exhibit. I'm sorry? I said we can go exhibit by exhibit. Okay. The, pic the pictures in 2020, the pictures in Defendant's Exhibit B are yeah. small, so the exhibit contains a lot of little pictures, so I haven't right. looked at those. I assume the prosecution has, so I don't know. If yes, any sir. pictures are objectionable with, with regard to the individual pictures, so. Yeah. Just, it's the, it's the relevant dates, was the objection. Okay. Okay. So, Mrs. Crumbly, 
the jury <coughs> is going to get these if they want to sit and look at all of them. Okay. I don't want to go through all of them. There ends up being pages and pages. What are all of these? Um, the ones that are on the screen right now is Christmas of 2020 with the two white dogs and us posing in front of the Christmas tree. I'm just trying to get like an over idea of topics that uh, are in the um, photos. Animals, uh, us going on vacations at the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes, um, Leelanau, camping, holidays, more camping, horses, garden, my home, my home stuff, cooking, more camping pictures. Um, we got a bathroom remodel. Another. Christmas picture. Okay. And so these pictures um, give an idea of the variety of things you posted? Yes. Okay. So if your Facebook messages appear to have more discussion of horses, um, how would you characterize the amount of horses on Facebook compared to the rest of your life? Over the last couple of years more, um, it was hard getting a picture of my son when he's, as he got older. He didn't like me taking pictures of him. But yeah, over between 2020 up until 20 and the 21, um, there was a lot of pictures of horses. Okay, I'm gonna unplug this um, and move to exhibit C. Um, I, this goes back to 2019, I just, put like one or two pictures from that year um, as Exhibit C. C well, C and D. And so if the court just wants to let me know what. C, okay, so C and D. She's, uh, you can identify this picture. Yes. What's in C? What's the date of it? Um, it is June 26, 2019. Okay, and, and um, what is that? What is it a picture of? It's a picture of my son holding his chinchilla. Okay. And then what about um, picture, uh, let's see here, D. Do you need the date? Yeah, what's the date? It's August 9th, 2019. Okay, and what's the picture uh, of? My son petting our horse. Okay. Um, you know what, Judge, it's, it's fine. I don't have any problem with you. Either. Okay, so you're in the Yeah, the rest of them. The rest of them? Oh, the them? Yep. Okay. okay, thank you. Okay, so... Um, I think you're talking, then you need to be talking about B through, I, I, I don't know if it's just pictures, there's some others, this goes to tax S, so. I would, and I'm sorry, it should, go to, it should go to YY because I added on just one more. So may I approach Mrs. Crumbly just to give her YY? Okay, do you want me to give Mr. Crumbly? Yes, and okay. then we'll just go through each one. Do you agree with all these tickets? Yes, we just need the dates identified. We'll okay. put those on the record. Well, I'm not going to hand them to her if I need to look at them first. So. I think they're not objecting to any of them, are they? No, no. Okay. No. Okay. So, Mrs. Crumbly, the jury's going to have access to these, so let's just go through them. Um, we are going to identify the dates for the record, though, okay? okay. So, going to exhibit, um, let's see here. This is uh, C. What's the date on C? That's June 26, 2019. And what is that? That's uh, my son with his chinchilla. Okay. Now, I'm going to go down to D. What's the date on that one? Um, that one's August 9, 2019. Okay, and what's going on in there? Um, that's my son with our horse. Okay, I'm going to go to E. Um, that's his first day of eighth grade. That's 
August 26, 2019. Okay. And, um, it's fair to say that I just picked out, these are not all your posts, no. right? I want to interject, but the form of the question has to be appropriate. Fair to say, this is okay. a direct exam. I'm right. asking a really stupid question, but I'll ask, a new, I'll ask it in a better way. Am I showing every photo from your Facebook page? No. Um, you post more, or how about, do you post more photos than what we see? A lot more. Okay. We're not going to go through all of them, though. No. Okay? So this is the first day of what? I'm sorry, last day of? It's the last day of middle school. It's the first day of eighth grade. Okay. I'm going to go down to F. What's been admitted is F. What's What date is that on? Um, October 11th, 2019. Okay. And what's happening in that photo? Uh, he just got his braces put on. Okay. And let's go down to uh, the next one, which is G. What's the date on G? Um, October 13th, 2019. What's happening in G? We're apple picking. Okay. So these are just posts of events. There are things you're doing, correct? Correct. Okay. This one is older, it looks like. What's, or maybe not older, but what's the date on this one? No, this is, I'm sorry, I'm on H. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, November 7th, 2019. Okay. And we see um, your son in this picture on the left, correct? Correct. What's going on in this picture? He's on his, um, it's the ninth grade Washington DC trip with the school. Okay, I'm gonna go down to I. What's the date on I? Uh, May 23rd, 2020. And what's happening in that picture? Um, we're, can you up a little bit? We're somewhere up north. I don't remember where, but we're on probably a camping vacation. Okay, he doesn't look thrilled to be in the picture. He doesn't like pictures. Okay. Um, let's go down to J. Uh, what's the date of J? Uh, May 23rd, 2020. Who's in this picture? Uh, it's my son and James. Okay. I'm going to go down to K. Is this, this is a post you made? Yes. What date? Um, August 5th, 2020. What are you showing there? Um, the house when we first bought it and the improvements we made so far. Okay. So this is like a comparison before and after? Yes. All right, uh, L, what's the date on L? August 16th, 2020. And there's a large black box out. What was, what's under the box without saying who it is? His friend. Okay, so where are you guys in this picture? Uh, looks like we're up north. Okay, then we're gonna go to M and we're on September 28th, I'm sorry, what's the date of this picture? Um, September 28th, 2020. Okay, what's this picture? That's a picture of my son and our horse. Okay. Um, I'm going to N. Uh, what date is this? October 23rd, 2020. Okay, and what is this a picture of? Something Ethan drew. Sorry, my son drew. Okay, and why did you include this? Why did you post about that on Facebook? Because I, he's always a really good drawer. He, can, he just draws all the time. And we, got, we got a lot of artists, um, actually tattoo artists in our family, a lot of good drawers. So okay. said it was in his jeans. Okay, that's why you said... Art is in his jeans. In the jeans. Okay. All right. I'm going to O. Uh, what's the date on this one? Um, October 30th, 2020. Okay. And what's going on here? Uh, we are carving pumpkins for Halloween. And there's a big black box. That's his friend. Okay. Um, I am going down to uh, P. 
What's the date on that one? Uh, November 21st, 2020. Okay, and who who is around for this picture, even if you can't see them in the picture? Um, it's me and my husband and my parents. We're down in um, Florida uh, over Thanksgiving. And what is this that you're doing? We're playing Dark Tower. Okay. Did you guys play games with Ethan often? Yes. What games did you guys play? We played um, Trivia Pursuit. We played What the Mean. We played Yahtzee. Um, we play card games, we played a lot of Uno, um, uh, the one with all the dice, Farkle, I think it's called, yeah, Farkle, um, I don't know, we just, we play a lot of games. Okay, I'm going to go down to Exhibit Q, uh, what date's that? Um, that's November 24th, 2020. Okay, and we see, um, who, who's in the picture? Uh, my husband and my son. Okay, Exhibit S, what's the date? Uh, January 22nd, 2021. Okay, what's going on in R? Um, my son and his friend are playing Jenga. Okay. Um, S, do you know the date on S? Um, can you scroll up? It's, for some reason, uh, this one is different. Well, it looks like it says February 25th, 2021. And what's going on here? What's happening in February of 21? Um, they're at a bowling match. Okay. Now um, let's go down to T. What's the date on T? February 26, 2021. And what's happening here? Um, my stepdaughter came up and visited from Florida, and that's my son with his arm around her. Okay. And um, in with these photos, again, are there on your real Facebook profile, are there more photos, or is it just what we're seeing? There's more. So, what's the date on this exhibit, you? Um, May 15th, 2021. Okay, and what's the point of this post? There's a couple pictures. I'm just showing um, our backyard improvements that we've done since we bought the house. Okay, and then um, let's go to V. What's the date on V? Uh, May 16th, 2021. What are you showing here? Our garden. Okay. Now, um, this is W. What's the date on W? May 29th, 2021. Okay, and who's that? Uh, that's my son and Dexter, his kitten. Okay. Um, Dexter is mentioned in one of the tapes. Is that correct? Yes. What, how is Dexter mentioned? Um, when we were at the substation, I asked my son why, and he said, because I just did take care of Dexter for me. So when he said take care of Dexter, he's meaning his kitten. Um, X, what's the date on X? May 29th, 2021. Okay, and what's going on on this, on this date? Um, my son and Dexter just hanging out in his bed. Okay, we're going to go to Y. What's the date on this one? I'm sorry, I'm just going too fast. May 31st, 2021. Okay, what's, who's in this one? My son and his kitten. Okay, um, Z, what's the date on this one? June 13th, 2021. And where are you guys? We're at Cedar Point. Is this like a family trip? Yes. Did you guys do a lot of family trips? Yes. Okay. A lot of family trips during the summer of 2021? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're here uh, in exhibit uh, AA. What's that? Yikes, I bumped it. Um, what's the date on this one? Uh, June 26, 2021. What are you showing here? Uh, my garden. Okay. This is Exhibit BB. What date? June 27, 2021. Okay, and what are you doing there? In the pool. D, 
Did you guys go in the pool with your son often? Yeah, he'd come join, he'd join us. Okay, and then let's see here. We've got CC uh, date? Uh, July 4th, 2021. What's going on here? Um, my son and his friend are playing badminton against my parents. Okay, is this at your house? Yes. Um, DD uh, date? July 11th, 2021. Okay, what is this? Um, me and my son and his friend were, we found a little spot off the Pollyann Trail, which runs through Oxford, and there was some weird big boy stuff going on, so we kind of walked around and checked it out. Okay. Um, let's see here. E. -E. It looks like there's two posts on this date. Um, um, what date is that? That's July 30th, 2021. Okay, and what's happening in these posts? Um, the first one I posted... Uh, my son and his friend were both passed out from a lot of hiking we did that day. Okay. What about the next photo from... Those are pictures of the campground that we were at. Okay. And so you took... Is it fair to say you had the front end vacation? Yeah, most of the time. Okay. Um, July 31st... I'm sorry. What's the date on this one? I'm on FF. Um, July 31st, 2021. Okay. What is this? Uh, we went to the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes. Okay. And where it says like plus 29, what does that mean? There's 29 more photos that go along with that. Okay, we're not going to show them all though. Okay. All right, we're going to GG. What's going on here? Uh, what's the date? Uh, August 21st, 2021. What are you guys doing August 21st, 2021? Uh, my son and his friend were putting up a tent in our backyard and doing backyard camping. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, you posted this on what date? I posted on August 21st, 2021. Okay, and what's the point of this post? Um, it was a memory from three years ago of my son, his friend, uh, with our horse, and I was pointing out to um, to my fr to my son's friend's mom that they were so small three years ago. Okay. Uh, what about this one? What's the date on, let's see here, I, I? Um, August 25th, 2021. Okay, what's this? That's his first day of school. Okay, what grade? 10th uh, grade. And let's go to JJ. What's this date? Um, August 29th, 2021. Okay, what's going on in this picture? Um, me, and, me and my son were taking a picture for his um, old football coach. Um, the son, I tagged him in it. Um, this is the only picture he would take with me so he could say hi to his coach rope. All right, what about um, date on this one, which is marked as KK? Um, September 6, 2021. And what's going on there? Um, my son's leash training his kitten. Do cats ever walk on a leash? It wasn't successful. Okay. Uh, next picture, LL. What's the date? Um, September 18th, 2021. Okay. And what are you doing here? Uh, we rented a house, a houseboat for the weekend, and my husband and I are walking around the outside on the dock and was sneaking pictures of the boys inside the houseboat, houseboat playing card games. Why were you sneaking pictures of them? Because they wouldn't let us take any pictures of them. Okay. Typical teenagers. All right. MM, um, what's that date? September 18th, 2021. Okay. And what were the photos here? It was, I know it was the houseboat weekend. We went to um, Mackinac City, so I think it was something in Mackinac City. Okay, and then the blacked out box, is that the friend? I think it's the, fr I think it's the friend's parents. The friend's, okay. Oh, no, the friend, but I, never mind, I saw, all right, never mind. 
Okay, and um, what's the date on this one? Um, September 21st, 2021. Okay, and what's this? Uh, my son and Dexter sleeping. And now we are at September 20, I'm sorry, what's the date on this one? I'm on 00. Um, September 26, 2021. Okay, what does that show? Um, we were breaking up our, our side steps of the deck and planning a flower bed in the front of the in the front of the house. Okay, so we're in fall of 21, is that fair? Yes. Okay, what's the date on this picture? I'm on PP. October 3rd, 2021. Okay, what's this picture? What are these pictures about? Um, we decorated our house for, for the Halloween. Okay, and then let's go here to QQ. Date? October 9th, 2021. And what's shown in this picture? Our, our front porch that we redid. Okay, called it a makeover? It was. All right, and then let's go here to RR. Uh, what date is that? October 15th, 2021. Okay, and what are you doing there? Uh, I was just showing the like what we've got so far with the paint job, um, remodeling the living room and dining room, basically. Okay, um, next one is uh, SS. What's the date on this one? October 25th, 2021. Okay, what is this? This is a text I sent to my son. Um, him and my husband were going somewhere, I don't remember. But I was just checking in. I said, you guys are okay. And my son made the comment, no, we're in the back of a white van headed to Alabama. Because he's very sarcastic, and I found it funny, and I posted it. Okay. Um, was he did, you, did was he sarcastic yeah. more? I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, explain the sarcasm. I mean, that's, a, that's an example of it right there. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he was always sarcastic, always messing around with us. Okay, when you say messing around with you, we're gonna we're gonna get that to that when we talk about some other posts. Is that fair? Okay. Okay. So let's go down to this photograph. TT. What is this? What date? That's October 29th, twenty twenty one. Okay. And um, what are you doing? That's where we're on the virtual reality playing Beat Saber. Okay. And then this this one you you. Okay, what's the date on this one? November 26th or 25th, <laughs> 2021. Okay, and what's going on here? Uh, Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving, <coughs> is this Thanksgiving Day? Yes. So this would have been Thursday. Correct. Okay. We're going to talk more about the next couple of days more slowly, but I'm going to go through the pictures first, okay? And then I'm going to take them off the screen so we can talk a little more. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, so what's the po what is this post? What's the date on this one, VV? Um, <coughs> November twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. And what is this picture? What are these pictures showing? Um, uh, our family, my aunt and uncle, my cousin and husband, and then me, James, and my son. And okay. it shows us um, playing dice. Okay. Or left, right, center. Is this on Thanksgiving? Yes. All right. And then um, on WW, what day is this on? Uh, that's November 26, 2021. Okay, and what were you guys doing on this day, um, November 26, 2021, which is a day we're going to talk about in more detail? Uh, we are cutting our Christmas tree down. Okay, and then ultimately we have XX. What date is this? November 27, 2021. Okay, so this would have been uh, Saturday? Yes. And what's going on in this picture? Uh, we got our Christmas decorations and everything out. Okay, then we have um, YY. What day is this from? 
November 26, 2021. Okay, and what's happening in this picture? Um, my son and my husband are laughing at me because I dragged them around the whole tree farm to pick the tree. So they were finally happy it was over. Okay, so that's why, why, right? Right. Okay, um, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna close this for just a minute, and um, and just make sure that exhibits B through why why were admitted. Yes. Okay, and then the defense is only going to have one other exhibit, but we'll get to that one. Okay. Okay. So, Mrs. Crumbly, I want to go back and talk to you. We were we went through a lot of Facebook pages, obviously, or pictures. Um, on Thanksgiving, who was at your house? It was my aunt and uncle, my cousin, and her husband. And what did you guys do, if anything, that night? Well, they were they were there probably until about 7 or 8 o'clock. So we played left, right, center, um, just the normal family, family stuff. Did, did, everything, did anything seem off or strange with your son? No. Was he spending time with family members, or was he in his room? What was he doing? He was back and forth. He would come out and play games with us, or... When it got to adult talk, he would go in his room and play his video games. Now, we definitely saw a lot of his friend in the photographs. Were there other times where he would not have his friend with him? Yeah, there were times. Okay. Um, were there, was he happy? Was he okay without his friend? Was he, how was he? Yeah, I mean, most of the times it was just the three of us. Um, it was usually out of state travel. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Okay, so on the day after Thanksgiving, do you what did you do that day? Um, I went shopping. I go shopping every every year, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday shopping. I wake up about four o'clock and I go shopping. Okay, so where did you go that day if you remember? Um, I usually go to Meyer and then from there I'll head up to Marshall's and Lapeer. Um, and then sometimes I will hit the um, not Home Depot, the other home improvement store. Menards. I would hit Menards. And on that date, um, when you went, it was the 26th, correct? Yes, correct. Um, do you know, when you left your house, did you know what James and uh, Ethan, your son, were going to be doing that day? Uh, no, they were sleeping when I left. Okay, when you got home, were they home or were they at, where were they? They weren't home. Did they ever come home? Yeah, I um, I texted my husband and asked where you're at, and um, I believe he called me and told me that him and Ethan were at the Acme um, uh, firearm store looking at guns. Okay. And then they came home from there. Okay, did they purchase a gun that day? They did. Okay, the prosecution brought in exhibits showing the receipts, all of that. You weren't with them when they bought the gun, correct? No, I was not. Okay. You did post on Facebook a photo of the gun. We saw the, the post, correct? Correct. And in the post that's been admitted already, you described it as your son's uh, Christmas gift. Um, can you explain who wanted the gun? How, what, what, what was, what does it mean? Um, they had rented a nine millimeter at the shooting range before, so they knew it was the type of gun, or the size gun, I guess what it is, that, um, they wanted to get, and my son and my husband did a lot of texting back and forth. My son did a lot of research on it, and they're comparing different ones that 
they wanted to buy. Um, that went that went on for a couple months. Um, my husband just kind of kept blowing it off, like not you know not right now, not right now. And then I guess when I was out shopping, they said, "Well, let's go try on Black Friday, see if we can get one on sale, if there's any deals going on." Okay, so they ultimately did get one, right? Um, now, did you object? Did you say, I don't want that gun in the house? Anything like that? No, I was more angry that they cut into our Christmas tree time. Usually we cut my Christmas tree down right after I get back from shopping, but I had to wait for them. So I was, I was irritated at that. When they came home, did they show you the, the gun? Yes. Okay, and what did you guys do? Um, they, they just showed me it was on the kitchen counter, and then um, my husband put it up, and we went to the Christmas tree farm. What do you mean by put it up? He put it back in the case with the cable lock and back in the bedroom. Okay, let's talk about just guns overall. Um, this jury needs to understand some some details, okay? If I ask a question you don't know what I'm talking about, let me know. Because okay. are guns your thing? Not really, no. Okay, but do you have awareness about guns within your home? I do. Okay, who is responsible for storing the gun? My husband is. Okay, explain why you say he's responsible for that role. Um, I just didn't feel comfortable being in charge of that. It was more his thing, so I let him handle that. I didn't feel comfortable putting the lock thing on it. Um, I just, I just rather, just rather not let him do it. And I think in one of the messages that was admitted with Brian, you called it a string lock. Yeah. Okay. Do you understand now it's a cable lock? I do. Okay. So, were there ever any times where you would take the cable lock off or put it on? No. Now, the, there were, prior to buying that gun, did you, did James own any other guns? He did. How many? Two. And by two, the jury has seen the uh, Derringer and the Caltech. Were those the other two? Correct. Okay, so those are the other two guns. How were those stored? Uh, they were stored in the safe. Okay, and was that different than the 9 millimeter? It was. Okay, explain to the jury the difference. Um, we, we had a gun safe, so when they bought the, the two other guns, they transported the two other guns into the gun safe. Um, and then everything else, well, I don't know. The, everything went, like the cable lock and the other case went somewhere. Um, the nine millimeter was in a case, but it was locked in, the, it was in the case locked with a cable lock. Okay, and how, the cable lock that was on the 9mm, what did you have to use to get the cable lock open? A key. Okay, did you keep, did you have possession of the key? No. Okay, where was the key? It was, I collected German beer steins, so it was in one of the beer steins. Where are those located? Uh, throughout the house. We have them on top of the, there's a, a ledge over the refrigerator in our kitchen, um, so they go from wall to wall. Then we had corner shelves in our house that had them. Um, we had a lot. Okay. Did did you know which particular beer stein the cable lock key was in? No. Do you know if your son knew which beer stein it was in? Um, no. What about ammunition for the nine millimeter? Was there any bought on the twenty sixth when the weapon was purchased? No. Okay. So that day um, we saw. Obviously, your Facebook post, um, you described it as your son's gift. Did he have free access to that gun? No, it, it was for him to use at the shooting range only. Was he allowed to take it out? 
Not without my husband around. Did he know where it was kept? My husband hid it, usually in our bedroom in different spots. Okay. What was the intention of hiding it? That's just what you're supposed to do. Okay. And when it was hidden, did was it locked in any way? It had the, the cable locked on it. Okay. And you again testified about the key being in a beer stein? Correct. Would the beer stein be right by the cable lock? Or no. Okay, so where would the beer stein be? It would probably be in one of the ones in the kitchen. Okay, so the key's out there, um, and then you've got the... Did you know where the gun was hidden in your room on um, November 26th when you put it away? No. Okay, on November 27th, um, we saw the whole video of you going to the shooting range with Ethan, correct? correct. Or with your son, correct? Correct. Okay, on that day, we see in the video that you carry the gun case into the gun range, right? Correct. Okay, how did the gun get into the get to the gun range? Um, it, well, my husband had got it ready for me and put it in the back of my car. And what I does that mean, got it ready for Took you? the cable lock off, put, um, I guess I put the, the magazine things in the case and put it in the back of my car, and then I drove um, with my son to the shooting range with the gun in the back of my car. That's how I got there. Okay, did you um, did you see him or watch him take the cable lock off that day? No. Why not? I think I was just doing something else. I didn't pay attention. Okay, so when you got to the gun range, we saw in the video you carried it in, carried it to the counter. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay, the jury's seen all this, by bullets, and then you guys go shooting, correct? Correct. Okay, we obviously see you and your son, that shows the whole experience while you're there. Correct. Okay, um, so after, while you're there, um, how interested were you in in shooting that weapon? Um, I, I shot it a couple times. I don't know, shooting's kind of boring. I'm more like skeet shooting, where actually something's going on. So I shot it a couple of times and he did the rest. Okay, and um, did you end up posting something about it being a mother Sunday? I did. How did you feel about that day? I felt, I mean, it was, it was a fun day. He asked me if I wanted to go to the shooting range with him and he's never asked me, just me, to go before. My husband was um, doing DoorDash and I, I felt good about it. How many times had you been to the shooting range before that day? Once. And when you went the one other time, uh, who else was present? Uh, my husband. So this was the first day you're the only adult going? Correct. Okay, so after, we see obviously in the video you carry the gun in the case out. Did it have the cable lock on at that point? No. Okay, so what did you do from there? Um, when we're leaving? Yeah. Um, I put the gun in the back of my vehicle and drove. Where, explain where in the back of your vehicle. Uh, so I, in the back of the SUV, it has a little uh, thing that opens up where the spare tire is. I put it under there. Okay. And then where did you go? Uh, I went home. And did you take the gun in the house? No. I took the bullets in the house and hit them, and my husband uh, took the gun in the house when he got home from work. Okay, so was there a period of time that the gun was not in the home, but in your car? Yeah, probably for a couple hours. Okay, why is that? I just, I just don't feel comfortable with it. I don't, I don't, that's his thing. Okay, so on that Saturday, um, it was left in the vehicle, and your vehicle was locked. Correct. Do you know if the gun was brought into the house and put away? Yes. Okay, how do you know that? Uh, my husband told me. Okay. Yep. Did you... Did you, um, 
watch him do anything in terms of putting it away, or if you were if you didn't, just let me know. No, I didn't. Okay. The next day is Sunday, correct? Correct. And on that day, um, was there any? Do you recall any issues with the weapon? Any issues with the gun? No. Okay. Um, now, when the next day is Monday, is that right? Correct. Okay. What did you do on Monday? I went to work. Okay. And on Monday, we heard the voicemail you got. Is that is that accurate? Yes. Describe for the jury overall what happened or what you were dealing with that day. Um, I received a voicemail on my phone while I was at work. It was Pam Fine, um, the school one of the school counselors. Uh, Colin let me know that my son was looking at bullets in class. Um, she let us know, let me know that um, they had a meeting with my son and that he said what he was doing was wrong, admitted responsibility. Um, they gave him an example about teachers. They they, they brew beer at home. She was looking at it up in school, and it was there. It was, was kind of upbeat, and then she ended up with, um, you know, he understood. He went back to class. Just want to let you know. If you have any questions, please give us a call. Have a good holiday. Okay, and on that day, did you call Miss Fine back? No, I did not. What was your reaction to getting that message? Um, I mean, it was pretty, pretty black and white. I mean, she said what happened. They seemed like they solved the problem, and I didn't have any questions. Okay, so on that date, um, did you end up saying anything to James about it? I believe I did. Did you say anything to your son about it? I did. What did you, and I think we saw text messages, you said don't get, next time don't get caught. Yeah, I said seriously looking at um, bullets in school and then he went through a long couple of texts about teachers looking at his stuff and he was worried about he was going to get in trouble and then I said um, next time don't get caught. What did you mean by that? Um, so there's a, an ongoing thing in her house, I would, my, someone always asked me the trouble I'd get in high school because I was a little bit of a troublemaker because I always got caught. Like, all my friends could be doing the same thing and I'd be the one to get caught. So I was kind of referencing to that. Okay, so you said that, um, and did you feel you had to discipline him or do anything beyond talk to him about it? No, we talked, I wouldn't listen to the voicemail, and that was that. Okay, now, on, um, I'm gonna go back for a couple minutes to talk to you about some exhibits the prosecution introduced from earlier in the year, okay? So I'm gonna start with um, what's been admitted as exhibits 155 through 160, okay? I'm gonna pop them up on the screen and we're gonna just talk about each one briefly. So I'm gonna go to 155. Okay, plug my... I'm sorry, it's not easy to plug it in. Okay, so I'm going to start with 155, okay? This was already admitted, so we're not going to belabor this, okay? Oh, she doesn't have a picture of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's not necessarily the fault. This one's not coming out. There it is. Okay, so we've already talked about this with other witnesses, so I'm going to go a little bit faster. If you need me to slow down, let me know. Okay. Okay. This is Miss um, DeRiker's email with her and Sean Hopkins. She's telling him, um, when you get a chance, can you call uh, your son down to the down and see how he's doing? He's failing my class, tries to sleep all the time in class. 
Sean responds, I'll catch him by the end of the day. Thanks, just a little worried. And um, and that's that. You heard testimony about that, correct? Correct. Were you aware there was a time where your son was failing a class and trying to sleep all, all in capital letters, all the time in class? I can't remember what class the record was. Um, so I'd probably be aware if he was failing that class in power school, but I was not aware that he was sleeping all the time. So did anyone from the school let you know in May of 2021, hey, he's sleeping in class and failing? No. Okay. That was Exhibit 155. Um, and would that show up on power schools, That the emails between them? No. Okay. Exhibit 166. This is from September 8th, 2021. Um, it starts off with an email from Miss McConnell to Sean Hopkins. It says, can you please touch base with Ethan Crumbly? In his autobiography poem, he said he feels terrible and that his family is a mistake. Unusual responses for sure. He writes back, thanks for the heads up. I'm in senior meetings throughout the day. I'll try to catch up with him. Were you aware this was ever a discussion or an issue? No. Were you aware that Mr. Hopkins ever talked to or tried to talk to your son? No. Did anyone ever call you to make you aware of any of this? No. If you heard this, um, how would you how would you react, or what would your reaction be? Um, I'd be definitely concerned why he feels like his family's a mistake and he feels terrible. So that would be that would be a concern to me. Okay. So you, this is something you were unaware of. Correct. And in fact, when did you find out these emails existed? Um, we started getting discovered. Okay, so in this case. Correct. All right, so I want to go to one, uh, 157. This is on November 10th of 2021. Um, this is uh, Miss McConnell sends Sean a message. Ethan Crumbly is having a rough time right now. We may need to speak with you. Um, Sean writes back, I'm sorry I was in a meeting through the end of the day. I'll catch up with him. Um, were you ever made aware that there was some issue on November 10th where your son was having a rough time? No. Did anyone from the school ever let you know? No. Did you ever see anything like this um, prior to us getting materials in this case? No. If you heard um, your son was having a rough time, what would you do to follow up? I would talk to my son, find out what's going on. Okay. And I am going to minimize these for one second. I want to go back to um, some other dates that were discussed and exhibits were admitted. And I'm going to go back to March 20th. I'm sorry. Let's start. I'm going to order. So March 16th of 2021, um, the prosecution has admitted exhibits 85, 86, 85 through 94, and um, let's see here, 85 shows you guys are making plans, and you say, I'm going to get drunk and ride my horse. Can you explain to the jury what you meant by that? And I'll get it up on the screen. Um, I was going to have some drinks and ride my horse. It was St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'm sorry, that's on this that's on the seventeenth, right? Okay, the sixteenth though, um, oh I'm sorry, you're right. Okay, so explain that again. So let me get it up on the screen because I'm messing up. Okay, eighty-five. 
Okay, so 85, um, I'm sorry, you're right. So on page 85, 432 is the page number. You write, I'm going to get drunk and ride my horse. What was your plan that night? Um, I was going to have a couple drinks and go for a trail ride with my horse. Okay, did you do that that night? Uh, yes. And on um, People's Proposed Exhibit uh, 86, or their admitted exhibit, this was a text thread between you and your son. Um, let's see here. This is a text where the prosecution uh, admitted to show that your son texted you, okay, the house is now haunted. What time was that text at? Um, it says 6.03. Okay. I don't know it says minus four. I don't know what that means. Okay. And then um, the next text, some weird shit just happens and now I'm scared. Next one, I got some videos and a picture of the demon is throwing bowls. I'm not joking. It fucked up the kitchen. I'm just going to be an outsider for a while. Can you at least text back? Okay. Do you recall this day on March 17th, 2021? It didn't stick out to me until this whole... No, I don't, I, I don't recall it exactly. I just remember it ever since we got discovery on this case. Okay. So on... Um, March 17th, um, there was a point um, when you, did you ever see these texts? I probably didn't. Not that time. Do you recall seeing these texts at any point prior to this case? I'm sure I did, but they didn't, they weren't, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I saw them, but they just didn't stick out to me until this case. Why didn't they stick out to you? Because it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was anything serious. It was um, Ethan just messing around. You gotta explain to the jury how did Ethan mess around? Um, so he's been convinced our house has been haunted since 2015. It was built in 1920. Um, around that time frame, him and his friend would go down to the basement and play a Ouija board. So they thought we had a house ghost. Um, so it was around that time when he would mess with us that things were going on in the house. Uh, silverware was flying across the room. Um, doors were slamming. He actually took a video of the door and showed me when I got home. And you can clearly see where he's standing back with his phone, looking at the door that's open. You can see him walk up the door and you can kind of see him slam it and him trying to say, see our house is haunted. So it was that kind of stuff that he, he did. Okay, and did that continue on into 2021 when you'd get messages like this? Um, only a couple of times, but I think it just kind of, he just got over it. Like it wasn't, he got bored with messing around with, with, the, with the ghost. So. Did you mess around with him? Yes. Okay, what did you do to him? Um, when they were downstairs in the basement playing Ouija board one night, I went and flipped the circuit breaker off in the house, and he thought it was the ghost they conjured up on the Ouija board. Did James ever mess around with you or with Ethan? Um, yeah, a little bit. Give us an example of what he did. Um, he said a lamp fell off a ledge in the basement, and so he named the ghost Victoria, so he was convinced there was another house, house ghost. So just kind of like an ongoing, like, our house ghost, we called it. 
my son named it Boris Johnson. My husband named it Victoria. It was just, just kind of, it was just a little phase. Was there ever a time where James pretended he got electrocuted? Yes. What did he do? Um, we were remodeling our living room, and he was taking the old ceiling fan down and having to figure out what wires go where to the new ceiling fan. And as he was reaching up, he pretended to get electrocuted, and he fell on the ground and was shaking. And I ran up, and I kicked him. I don't know why I kicked him, but I did. And then he stopped, and I realized he was joking, and my son had the phone recording the whole time. So this kind of stuff between you, your son, and your husband was like typical joking around kind of stuff. It was. Okay, so did you, when you look back at these texts now, and you see that there's a demon throwing bowls and things like that, now looking back, do you think, oh my gosh, he had mental issues? No. What do you think was going on? Just what I said, that it was just him messing around. It only, he, only, he only did it when we weren't at home, and it was for a short period of time, and then and he got bored. Okay. So on that date, the prosecution admitted all kinds of stuff to show you were with your horrors, and James was with your horrors, correct? Correct. And you guys were with your horrors? Correct. How long would you have been out there? What was a typical trip to the barn? Um, usually about three hours. It takes about a half hour to get the horses tacked up and ready. Um, we usually rode for about an hour, and then anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes to cool them down. And um, with respect to the horses, did you and James go out there? Did you go every day? No. How did that work? Who went? How did you guys pick? Um, whoever felt like going or had the most availability. Sometimes I'd work late, you know, past 6 o'clock um, at night. I couldn't go. Um, There's nights that my son had to go to bowling um, that had taken him. It just, how, whatever happened that day, we just say, I'm going or you're going or it just was a day-by-day -day thing. Okay. So... I'm going to skip ahead. This has been admitted as Exhibit 84. This goes to March 8th and 9th. Okay, do you remember talking about those dates? I think so, yeah. Okay. Now, on those dates, the prosecution admitted Exhibit 84, which is up on the screen. These are texts between um, James and you, and it looks like you're saying you're going to have to skip the barn tonight. Do you recall that? Uh, yes. Okay. And then um, you ask, is Ethan going to bowling? Correct. Um, James says IDK. What does that mean? I don't know. All right. And you ask him about that. Okay, and I want you to describe, what are you doing in these text messages up on the screen here, these four in a row? Can you go back to the green one? Yeah. Okay. Um, here, I'm sorry. That's no, fine. I got it now. I was just texting him, asking him if he was home from school yet. Okay. And if he had his phone on him. So you're texting... I, th I think, looking at this, we must have gotten into an argument about his grades and took his phone away the night before, which is why I was asking if he had his phone on him. Is it common for you to text repeatedly about someone, are you home, where yeah. are you? Yes. Okay, so in your messages, is that is it fair to say you're, we're going to see that a lot from you? Yes. Okay. Um... Your husband wrote back, he does not get home till 3.16. Did you know what time Ethan got home every day? I knew it was after 3, like shortly after. I wasn't sure to the minute. Okay, well then you wrote, I want, I told you to pick him up because he's upset and I don't want him to do anything stupid, God damn it. What did you mean by that? Um, I don't know, just if he, I wanted him, if he walked home, I was worried if like he was upset, he would just 
walk to Little Caesars or Frosty Boy and not let us know, and then I'd worry, or he'd take the he'd take the route through. There's like um, some kind of woodsy area to get the trail to our house, and there's some homeless people that live back in there. It was just more or less. I was just worried about him just not wanting to come home because we got we got an argument the night before. So when you say I I don't want him to do anything stupid, were you worried he'd hurt himself or anything like that? No. And your James responds, dude, chill, he is fine, and I am trying to fucking work. Your next question, does he have his phone? Is that right? Correct. Okay. Um, and then he says he won't answer while he's walking. The exhibit speaks for itself. And then you start up with, I'm seriously freaking out. Is he home yet? And then it looks like a blank message. Yeah. Why are you freaking out so much? Because he didn't tell me he was home. So, and I think he must have, I don't know, did something with work. I couldn't get a hold of him. So it was like, why can't I get a hold of you? Like, why can't I get a hold of anybody? Okay. Did this concern you um, ultimately that something happened that day or did this get resolved? I think he just got home and that was it. Okay. Now, the next day, um, which would have been the 9th, you and James, we can agree, went to the barn together that day, correct? Correct. They, the prosecution provided a picture, GPS um, exhibits, uh, phone data exhibits, correct? Correct. All right. On that day, we agree you guys are at the barn together. Correct. Okay. I'm going to go to the prosecutor's exhibit 82 that was uh, admitted, okay? And you text, you send him a message to Ethan that says, where are you? Or Ethan sends you a message that says, I'm sorry. You send a message to Ethan saying, where are you? At 317 and 32 seconds, UTC minus five, correct? Correct. All right. So then Ethan sends you all these texts. Can you get home now? I think that someone's in the house. Someone walked into the bathroom and flushed the toilet, left the light on. I thought it was you, but I came out and no one was home. There is no one in the house, though. Dude, my door just slammed. Maybe it's just my paranoia. But when are you going to get home? Okay, what what was going on that day? Um, so if you go back to go back to the beginning of the thread. Okay. Is it the beginning? So you can see um, the time on there. That was the time I'd be driving home from the barn. And when I got home, he was asking me why I didn't answer the text, and he said the, how, the weird stuff was going on in the house again, and that was that. Okay, when you walked in, do you recall discussing these messages with him? Um, it was mainly, I've been trying to text you, why didn't you answer? And I told he him, said that, or you said that? He said that. Okay. And I, and I told him I was driving home, I wasn't looking at my phone. So what's, why weren't you looking at your phone, or what's going on with your... Did you have a signal? Do you not have a signal? What's happening? I, I could have had a signal. I don't know. I probably just had my phone in the front seat of the passenger side and didn't look at it. Okay. Um, when you're out at the barn, do you get every text that people send you? No. What's your signal like out there? Um, I have Metro PCS, so it's not as good as somebody had AT&T and Verizon, but there's very limited spots um, at any barn I've been at where there's any type of signal. Usually you have to find the one... The one spot you'll see everybody standing at talking on the phone, but it's not its not all over the barn. What about on the roads to the barn? Um, so that barn we were at, it was between Oxford and um, uh, Groveland area. 
So all those roads, once I pass the market, it's all, it's, there's no signal. Unless it, until I got a fire station, then I have a signal. And then once I pass the fire station, I wouldn't have a signal. Then I hit a grocery store, I'd have a signal. Once I got past the grocery store, all the way to the barn, I had no signal. Looking back on these texts now from March 9th, okay, seeing him say, there's someone in the house, I think. Someone walked in the bathroom and flushed the toilet, left the light on. Do you think he was having mental issues that day? No. How, what do you think, what, what is your conclusion about these messages at this time? He was just messing with us. Okay. Is this the kind of messing you previously talked about? Yes. All right. I want to go to March 20th. Um, this is People's Exhibits uh, 96 through 100. Um, they established on the state you're out at the barn. This is you, yes? Yes. Okay, and um, another picture of you. Yep. And we've got data showing that you are out there, correct? Okay. And there's a text message exchange that was admitted as People's 96. I'm gonna put that up on the screen for you, okay? Okay. So in People's 96, this is between you and your son, correct? Correct. Um, he says, can you at least text back? You're asking, where's your dad? Text me when you're done, done yet? And he starts up with, I just, I finished picking up the room. I cleaned until clothes started flying off the shelf. This stuff only happens when I'm home alone. I pick the clothes back up though. That's at, um, it looks like 2, uh, 34, and we may be off by an hour or so because it's that UTC, this one's minus four. Um, your next text is jumping in shower, text your dad if I don't respond, and your text, no matter what the time zone is, is six hours later. Well, Do you recall getting these texts or days, messages? It's two days and six hours later. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, two days and six hours. So do you recall, though, getting these couple on the 20th about, I finished picking up the room, I cleaned until clothes started falling off the shelf? Do you recall that? Only when we got discovery. Okay. Now, looking back on these days, are you thinking, oh my God, there were, he thought things were happening that were crazy? No. Did you think any, do you think anything of it now? No. What do you think is happening in those, in those messages? I just think he was messing with us. Okay. So those are three times where um, you guys are at the ranch and he's messing with you. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Um. And at that time, um, that was months and months before November. That's it, it was in March. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. So beyond March, um, did was there other times where he was saying these goofy texts and messing around? No, I don't think so. So there's there's two more um, dates I need to ask you about. I'm going to go to April fourth. Um, which was a Sunday, and that is going to be um, exhibit that was admitted 101, okay? So exhibit 101 are text messages, and these are between, who are these between? Those were uh, between my son and his friend. Okay. Now... Prior to this case, did you ever see any of these messages? I did not. Were you aware any of them existed? I was not. 
Okay, so this is from April April 4th, and your son's saying, he's the one sending messages that say, I hear people talking to me and someone in the distance. I actually asked my dad to take me to the doctor yesterday, but he gave me some pills and told me to suck it up. Like, it's at the point I'm asking to go to the doctor. Was there ever a time where he asked to go to the doctor around this time? I don't think so, no. Then he says, my mom laughed when I told her. Was there ever a time where he's asking for help and you're laughing? No. He writes to his friend, and this is just later that night, but I'm having bad insomnia and paranoia, and I need help. I was thinking of calling 911 so I could go to the hospital, but then my parents would be really pissed. Okay, so this is all one long conversation. Is that right? Correct. He says, I'm going to ask my parents to go to the doctors tomorrow or Tuesday again. But this time I'm going to tell them about the voices. This text message or instant message thread, did you ever, were you even aware of this? No. Do you remember any time where he came and talked to you and said anything about hearing voices? No. Do you recall there ever being a time where he asked you for go to go to a doctor or to get help and you said no? No. Or laughed at him? No. So when you see these texts with his friend, um, do you have any idea, and if you don't, that's fine, do you have any idea what he's doing with his friend? I, I don't have any idea. Okay. Do you know if him and his friend messed around with each other like you and your husband do with him? Speculation, If, I'm sorry. If you have to have personal knowledge. Um... You were, when you were testifying earlier, you mentioned that your son and his friend would play within a Ouija board. Is that right? Right. Is, when did that happen or in relation to um, 2021? Um, I know he got the Ouija board for Christmas of 2020. Um, so for a few months after that, they were really into playing it, and then they got bored with it. It's probably sitting on our shelf getting dust. Okay. Um, on April 29th, I'm going to turn your attention to that day. Um, do you recall texting his friend's mother? And I'm going to put up Exhibit 104 on the screen. Okay. Do these texts look familiar to you? They do. Okay. Who are these between? These are between uh, me and his friend's mom. Okay. And you say, you start off with, Ethan is, I'm sorry, the, my son isn't bullying tonight. I just want to let you know, not sure if he needs a partner. Why are you texting that? Um, I don't know why he wasn't bullying tonight, off the top of my head, um, but I, but they had partners on certain nights of the week, and so him and his friend were always partners, so I was letting her know that he wasn't going to be there. Okay, and this is on one date, April 29th. Did you talk to her on other dates, or is this like the only time you talk to her? We, we've talked back and forth quite a bit. Okay. Now, on this date, you say, he's been acting kind of depressed. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure if there's something bothering him at school, but he doesn't really feel good. I can't get anything out of him. Um, she, Friend's mom mentions he stayed home from school today, too. The only time they're happy is when they're together. Um talking about grades, you mentioned this is all new to me. I'm not used to my son being moody. He's usually pretty happy and we'll talk about anything. I do know he's been stressed about school and his grades. 
Um, we called the school, but she wasn't in social do it tomorrow. I think his grades have a lot to do with it. I just got to a point where he's got so far behind and we were out of town. He's having difficulties making it up. Where were you guys out of town? Um, in Florida, my, my uh, mother-in-law passed away. So we were gone for a couple of weeks in the middle of April taking care of funeral arrangements and everything. And at this time, when you describe your son as being moody or depressed, did you think it was anything that warranted getting medical attention? No, he was just being quieter. He's, he's a quiet kid. He was just being quieter than normal. Um, and I'd ask him if everything was okay. He'd say fine. But I just tell he was a little sad. And I thought maybe um, him and his, I didn't see his friend in a, in a couple of weeks. So I don't know if maybe they got into a fight and they weren't talking. Um, so I was asking her if there was anything going on with his friend which might have caused my son to be quieter than normal, but I think he was just really stressed out because those two weeks that we were in Florida, he got pretty far behind on his grades. Okay, so then it goes on and you end up saying, yeah, me too, I'm glad they're getting along, and it wasn't an issue with those two as to why he was being depressed. The online school is horrible. I've given up two. I told him just to do his best, don't worry about it, next year's a new year. And then maybe if his friend is feeling better, he wants to come over to work, and then you're talking, talking, talking about shooting up a gun range in the backyard, correct? Yeah. Targets. Okay. So did this issue of him feeling depressed or acting moody, this one this one period of time, did that go on or did that discontinue? It discontinued. I mean, it was like it was a little phase, um, and he seemed to be fine. And his friends started coming over more. I think it was more or less his friend wasn't coming over as much, and he just seemed quieter than normal. And you guys were out of town. You had just been out of town. For right. You. Yeah, and he just lost his grandmother, so that was that was sad, too. Okay. All right, and then there was one other conversation that you had with, um, with his friend's mother that the prosecution introduced as Exhibit 105. I'm going to put that up, okay? So this is actually from... Uh, let's see here, starts off on, um, I'm going to go to Halloween, so 1031 of 21, you say to her, James filled me in on his friend last night, I'm so sorry you guys are having to make such a hard decision, please let me know if you need anything. What was that about? Um... We had found out the day before think, or Halloween um, that his son, or their, my, son's friend, my son's friend, went to Wisconsin to an OCD treatment school. Um, we, didn't, we didn't know. We had Halloween plans, um, and we were texting with his parents, his friend's parents, about is his friend still coming over to carve pumpkins on Halloween because they do that every year, and then um, they go out and trick-or-treat. And we didn't hear from him, and all of a sudden we got a, my my husband found out through his friend's dad that they drove to Wisconsin, and, and he's at an OCD treatment center for at least 90 days. So it hit us really hard because we didn't really expect it coming. Um, he didn't expect it coming. It was just it was it was hard. Did you do anything different as a parent when his friend was um, taken away, essentially to the hospital or the other school? I don't understand. Um, did you do anything um, different as a parent in terms of spending time with your son? I mean, we did as much as we could. Okay. Um, Tell us about that. Tell us about that month. I think we did more family game nights than normal. Um, he was working a lot. 
I would check in with him, you know, make sure he's he's doing okay. And that's when I start asking him, um, do you have friends at school that you can you can hang out with? And if so, you're more than welcome to invite him over. Um, okay, I was just more I was more on point of the fact that he was he was sad. Okay, and even though he was sad, did you feel like there was anything where he needed help or needed mental health treatment? No. Was there, was his loss of his friend being in his life um, anything that made you think he needed counseling or a therapist? Not to that extent, no. I'm gonna unplug this so that we can go back to some questions, go to questions that don't involve exhibits, okay? Okay. Um, so we were we were talking earlier about the mother-son gun range day, right? Correct. You've already told the jury how the gun was put in the car and taken out. Okay. Now, did you ever tell Brian Maloche about the mother-son day at the range? I'm sure I mentioned it, yeah. Did you ever tell Brian that the gun was in your vehicle? Yes. Okay. When did you tell Brian that the gun was in your vehicle? <coughs> On the day I went to the shooting range. Did you tell Brian you put the gun in your car the day the shooting happened? No. So when he testified to that, was that accurate? No, I think he was confused. Okay. Did you specifically tell him about the gun being put in your car that other time? Yes. Aside from that time that you drove to the range, was the gun ever in your car? No. Um, were you aware Brian had memory issues? Uh, no, I was not. Brian testified that he never met Ethan. Later in his testimony, he said he did. Did he ever meet Ethan? Yeah, a couple times at the barn. Okay. And we went, um, he came to our house, he helped deliver a big TV that we got, and, and my son was there. Did you ever tell Brian anything about your son saying things or making you upset in any way like that? No. Did you ever tell Brian anything about he had mental health issues that you were worried about? No. So when we read your messages, which the prosecution admitted, the very the 77 pages, okay, it's fair to say the jury can read what you guys talked about and you reflect on all the, you, you talk about the past with Ethan, correct? Correct. Okay, so the jury can read those. We don't need to go through those. You agree? I agree. Okay. Um, so we talked, we got to Monday, we got, to, Monday is, um, two days after you guys go for the mother Sunday at the shooting range. Monday, Miss Fine leaves you the voicemail. We talked about that already. Talked about you talking to, to your son about it, right? Okay. I want to go to Tuesday, uh, the 30th. Okay. Okay. Do you remember Tuesday the 30th? I do. And that day we saw an exhibit of you going into work. That happened? Yes. And we heard lots of testimony already about you getting a call from Sean Hopkins. Correct. He left me a voicemail and I called him back. Okay. When you got the, when you called back, um, Mr. Hopkins testified that um, he sent you something. What did he send you? Um, he sent me a copy of a math worksheet that had the scribbled out drawings on it. 
Okay, and I want to ask you, the night before that scribbles out drawing um, thing came to you, um, did you have any interactions with your son? Yes, we did. What were those about? Um, I saw in power school that he had an E in geometry, so we got an argument again about his grades. Um, we took his phone away and told him that he couldn't go to the shooting range until his grades, his grades were brought back up. Okay, so... So you guys had this argument the night before. I, we saw lots of messages where you thought everything was fine that Tuesday morning. Is that how you felt? Yeah. Okay. So when you got that when you got that math paper texted to you, do you recall saying anything to Ethan on the phone on speaker? Yeah, I asked him why he did why why he did that. Okay. What were you thinking at that point? Um, I was actually I was actually kind of angry because I thought he was. He did that in like defiance of us yelling him about missing assignments, and here he is drawing pictures on an empty assignment page in geometry. So you felt like it was specifically him sending you a message about the night before. Yeah. Um, is it fair to say you took it personally? Yeah, I did. Okay, so what did you do? Um, I had asked um, Mr. Hopkins to if he had the original. And then he sent it to my email, which then I opened up and looked at it, and it's like, okay. What did this, you think when you saw that? I was a little concerned. Um, I was I was pretty concerned. He had asked um, for a parent to come to the school to meet with them, and at this time I tried calling my husband to see if he could go because he was out in the area uh, working, and I couldn't get a hold of him, so I decided to go to the school. On the way to the school, um, he finally called me back, and he met me at the school, so we went together. Okay, and when you went into the school, what did you think was happening? Um, I thought he was going to get in trouble for what he drew on his assignment. I thought I was going to get, like, suspended. Um, I was expecting, like, a disciplinary meeting. Okay, how did you feel about what you saw on that paper? Um, I, felt con I, I felt concerned after seeing that. Okay, and so we saw um, that you sent pictures of the math papers to Kira, to, to Andy, uh, to Brian. You, it's fair to say you sent them around to people. I did. Okay, and to all those people, we've already seen all the exhibits, um, you expressed that concern. Correct. Okay, so what happens when you get to the school with, you and James arrived separately, I think the detective test testified that he was wrong at first thinking you went together, but you guys were separate, got there at the same time. Correct. Went in. What what was it like walking into the meeting with Mr. Hopkins and Mr. Ejack? Who was there? Um, so when we first got there, Mr. Hopkins met us out um, in front of the where the administration is and walked us back to uh, his counseling office. Uh, when we walked in, it was just him, and then my son was sitting in a chair in front of his desk um, working on something on his laptop. So when we walked in, he kind of showed us where to sit, and then... Um, we shook hands, introduced himself, and started the meeting. Did did you try to hug Ethan or do anything like that? I didn't. Okay. And when? Um, how did that meeting go? Um. It it was pretty it was pretty nonchalant. It was pretty brief. Um, he started to tell he he basically filled me in on what my son and him were talking about for the last hour and a half. Um, he said that my son told him that he was feeling sad over the death of. 
a dog that we had, um, a mother-in-law, a lost his friend. Um, so we talked. We talked a little bit about that. We con we confirmed it. Um, we decided. To, we agreed it was hard on him. Um, he told us that he didn't feel um, my son was a risk, and actually gave him the option um, if he wanted to stay at school or go home. My son wanted to stay at school, so we all discussed. We all discussed that. Um, Did you feel like you were? taking the position of, I am leaving him at school whether he can be here or not? No, absolutely not. Okay. Um, were you surprised or were you not surprised? Did you have any feelings about whether or not he could stay at school? Um, I didn't really, I, I thought the advice that they were giving us was the, a good advice. We, we talked about him being sad and then um, he said being around peers usually helps. We all agreed to that. Um, my son gets very stressed out when he does virtual school, so we agreed that it might stress him out more to do his school remotely the rest of the day. Um, but there was never a time where I would refuse to take him home. I could easily, if he wanted to go, take him with me. I had no issues with that. Okay, so ultimately, um, did you take the paper, a paper from the school? The counseling papers, yeah. Okay. There is a like a stack, um, like maybe ten sheets with multiple counselors listed on them. Okay. And um, were you planning to make do anything with that sheet? Um, yeah, actually, we were going to start. I gave it to my husband out in the parking lot, and I told him I had phone calls at work the rest of the day, so I told him to start making calls uh, once he got done doing his DoorDash. Okay. Now, the prosecution introduced and admitted um, an exhibit which was a search off of Yahoo about clinical depression um, treatments. Do you recall ever Google, well, I'm saying Googling, but do you recur, recall ever searching that, that topic? I don't, and I don't usually use Yahoo as a search engine. I always use Google, so I don't know. I don't, I don't recall it, no. Okay, do you recall how, it, how or if you ever saw anything um, on on Yahoo about clinical depression. I don't remember specifically seeing anything. Um, I might have looked at something when my husband was going through a really hard time after his mother passed away. He was um, he he was drinking a little bit more than usual, and you just tell that he was just, he wasn't right. So I might have looked at something at that time, seeing if he was depressed, but not. I, I don't know where Yahoo came from. You don't know how the Yahoo came to no. be? Okay. When you're on Facebook and Instagram and all those things, do you ever hit the clickbait stuff? Um, it, sometimes on accident. Sometimes I do on purpose. Okay, so that search on Yahoo, you don't remember ever putting that in the search bar? No. Okay. Um, but you are saying it's possible you looked at it, is that? It's possible. Okay. All right. Um, so let's go back. So you're at the meeting. How did the meeting end? Um, so we all decided that Ethan was, or my son was going to go back to his class. So we were on a pass to go back to class. Um, after he left, we, all four of us were in the meeting and we kind of, he asked, they asked if we had any questions and we did not. And then I said, I'm going to go back to work. And we left and I went to work and my husband did DoorDash and did you mean to be abrupt about ending the meeting? I didn't think I was abrupt. Did you think you ended the meeting? I think it just automatically ended when they asked if we had any questions and I said no. Okay. Um, so when there was testimony about that, um, 
I'm sorry, strike that. Let me ask you something. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm looking for a natural break. We could do it now. Yeah, that's fine. No, we can go anytime. That's fine. Okay, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. You're not. You're fine. That's fine. So, can you take a break until about five minutes to three? All right, for the jury. and they've already admitted videos of all of it, so. Okay. All right, um, you can take them down, and um, can you guys let me know that I, I don't like to let them sit very long, if you let me know. Sure. When you're not talking about half an hour, an hour, right? Uh, not an hour, no, but. There's, uh, we're trying to avoid having, standing up and saying we need a, a time and having to take another break, but. No, I get it. We'll go as fast as we can. We just, there's a lot of things to testify about, I think, that Mr. Keyes okay. wants to Right. Well, I was Your Honor, I moved fast with their exhibits. Oh, I kept good, going. I didn't take breaks in between. It's good. I'm, I'm more concerned about the jury sitting than anything. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Thank okay. you. All right. Jennifer, they're going to take you down. They're going to take you down, and then they're going to bring you back on.
um, we were talking about um, the meeting at the school, and I think the jury's heard a lot about that meeting. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward. You go back to work, right? Yeah. We saw the exhibit of you walking back in. Correct. Okay. We heard um, Amanda Holland testify about how she gives you some advice. Do you recall her giving you advice? I don't. Is she somebody you go to for advice? No. Why not? Um, we were never like friends outside of work, and she was Andy's administrative assistant, so it was just formalities really with her. We didn't really have anything in common. Her child was real young, had a teenager. Okay. Um, all right, I want to go to the time where you heard there was an open shooter. The jury's already heard how you heard about that, okay? And I, we know you got in your car, you drove up to Oxford, right? Correct. Okay. Um, we heard about the description of that caravan. Did you see that caravan? Um, yeah, I actually, I joined it, a black SUV, and that was my fastest way to get to the school. Okay, so you actually were a part of that um, with all the law enforcement officers all headed up. <laughs> yep, I just kind of jumped in. What is that, Lapeer Road? Um, it started on 75. I, my, I work at Square Lake and Telegraph, so I got um, 75 from Square Lake there. And it was well before um, the 20, M24 exit, I would say about a quarter of a mile. The track was backed up. Okay. Now, um, you sent you sent a text, and if you need to see it, let me know. You sent a text to your son that says, you can talk to us. Why did you send him that? Um, after I left the meeting, I knew that he was sad about things, and I just wanted to let him know that he can talk to us about anything. Um, just wanted to make sure I, I opened that door. Um, and just let him know that we're there for him. We love him. Okay. And... He said he loved you. Do you recall that? I do. Okay. Was that? Was there anything unusual about that? Yeah. Um, he's at that age where it was hard to get I love yous back out of him. Um, for me to open my text and just see him randomly saying I love you was abnormal for him. Okay. Did you think anything at that point? Um, no, not, not right at that point. I... I I think I said text back, I love you too, I don't remember. I believe I did, yeah. Okay, and later in the thread you say, um, don't do it. So when you hear there's an open shooter at the school, I wanna know in your mind, what do you believe is happening? Well, my, my husband had called me when I was still at work and he said there's, there's an active shooter at Oxford High School and I can't get a hold of Ethan. And that's when I opened my phone and I saw the I love you text. And then I texted him, are you okay? Um, in the process of it, I was getting my stuff and running out the door, letting my boss know that I had to go to my son's school. Um, it was on 75 when I was trying to get to, get to the exit um, that my husband called me. He asked me where I hid the bullets, and I told him. And then he said that the gun was missing. Um, so instantly, it just, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's, he's got the gun. I didn't actually think he was at the school shooting it. I thought maybe he walked home and got the gun and was in the field by the school shooting. I just, I didn't imagine my son actually going into a school and shooting. And then when we got more updates, I was like, oh my gosh, she's, he's a school shooter. He's going to kill himself because in my mind, that's what school shooters have done. They've killed themselves after. So 
I yelled in my talk to text, Ethan, don't do it, because I thought he was going to kill himself. At that point, did you think Ethan had killed anyone? No. I didn't even think he shot anyone at that point. Well, that was going to be my next question. Did you believe he injured anyone or shot anyone, did anything? No. No, no. I thought he was going to kill himself. Okay. Um, so, you... You find out the gun's missing, so you do think he's got the gun, but is going to turn it on himself. Right. Okay. So, where did you, at that point you went to the substation, I think we saw the video. Yeah, um, my husband had called me when I got close to the house, and he said the, hub, the substation just called, and they want us to come down there, they, they have my son. And so I picked him up on the way, and we drove to the substation together. When you say picked him up, picked who up? They. And the, the, um, the, my son was in custody, basically. The, the right, so who did you pick up? I picked up my husband, I'm sorry. Okay, you picked up James. Okay, what was going through your mind at this point, going from picking James up to the substation? Um, I don't know. I, I was just, I asked my husband, I was like, is he alive? And he said, I don't know, we're going down there. I didn't really know what to think. Um, I was kind of in a, it was kind of hazy. It was kind of everything was a little surreal. I just, I still didn't believe that he actually shot anybody or was in the school. I just knew that he, there was gunfire. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know the extent of it at all. So when you're at the substation, did you, you asked them about fatalities? We saw it on there. That wasn't at the substation. Oh yeah, I did. Okay, but at the, you didn't get an answer, right? No. At that there. point, were you thinking that anyone was injured or that anyone was hurt? Um, he did say there was injuries, and um, at that point, my mind went to, we can handle in injuries. We can we can handle injuries. I went into, I went into kind of like go mode, like what do we have to do. My son's arrested. Didn't think there's. I did not think there would be any fatalities. Um, you didn't think there'd be any injuries. No, I didn't think there'd be injuries. I, I didn't think there'd be anything, but I just went into that mode. Like we can handle, we can handle injuries, and we can figure this out and go from there. Okay. We saw the interview at the substation. Yes. I'm not going to go through all that with you. Okay. After that, you go to your house. Is that correct? Correct. And I. The next thing, police are at your door. Um. We were at the house for a minute, and we were putting some hot water on the oven, on the stove. Um, my husband walked around, walked out back to the side of the house. I saw him walk towards the end of the driveway from my kitchen window. I was sitting in my kitchen on my phone talking to my dad, and I realized my husband was gone for a little bit longer. I didn't see him walk back, so I walked out the front door of my house. And what did you see? Um, there was a bunch of officers with guns drawn on me. Have you ever been in that position before? No, I have not. What did you think when that happened? Um, I don't know. I remember just dropping my phone and putting my hands up and then being handcuffed. It was, it all happened so fast. It was, it was shocking. Okay. We saw you sit in the car with James with the handcuffs, right? Correct. So we don't need to go through all that. No. After that, we saw a video where you're sitting in the car and you talk to police for a long time. There's a lot of long pauses in it, right? Right. Okay. I'm not going to go through that whole video right now, okay? But if there's something you need, you can let me know. 
Um, during the substation meeting, while you're with um, Joe Bryan, you... This is a direct examination. I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm just putting us in a space. I'm going to ask a non-leading question. Okay. okay. So we, we see, we all can see that you are using your phone while you are speaking to law enforcement. I want to know what you're doing on your phone. Um, it's not leading. And the whole jury phone? can hear you constantly saying what object. Were, okay, what were you doing on your phone? Um, I was looking, well, first I was looking for the paper to show the officer that was sitting next to me. Um, the first one I pulled up, I couldn't get to zoom in, so I had to search through my emails for the other one to get that pulled up. Once I got my phone back, I'm pretty sure I was going through the mass amount of text messages and Facebook messages I was receiving from family and friends asking if my son was okay, because at this point in time, nobody knew anything. I was also messaging with my, with my co or my boss, who happens to be an attorney, um, trying to get his advice on what to do. Um, I, I was on my phone, I'm not gonna deny it. I was probably looking at text messages and Facebook messages and just trying to get updates on anything. Um, Is that the same or different when you're in the back of the patrol car. What do you mean? There's a point where you're in the patrol car by yourself. Right. Okay, you've got your phone. Tell us what you're doing on your phone at that point. Um, I now was messaging with my dad a lot because I had dropped the phone when I was talking to him and I got arrested, so I was telling him what was going on. Um, I was also messaging immediate family members and close friends that my son was okay, <laughs> but he was, he was the shooter. Um, so that, that's mainly what I was doing. What was your state of mind like at that time? Um, I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty numb. I just I didn't really believe. <coughs> I had a hard time. I don't know. I I was numb. I didn't really believe like everything was happening the way it was. It was surreal. I my mind was in all different places. <coughs> Okay, so um, you, oh, you um, when did you find out there were fatalities? Um, in the back of the car when I was by myself, and I asked the officer, um, and he told me there was, there was four fatalities. That's on the video? Yes. Um, I'm not going to ask you questions about that, okay? All we can hear is object, object, and it's it's very distracting. I would ask <laughs> them to write notes or something because it's very distracting. Okay, I can hear them, but just try to put their voices down, please. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see them write that. I have, I, okay. I'm, okay. We're not saying Okay, well, just, we can hear you saying something apparently. So. Okay, so this is the time where you find out there's fatalities. Um, I'm going to move on to a different topic. On your cell phone, do you have a habit of deleting messages? Usually it's threads. Okay, explain to the jury what you do, because I, um, go ahead and explain. I, I, well, on Facebook, I do a lot of Facebook Marketplace, so I get a lot of messages. What's Facebook Marketplace? Where you buy, where you buy and sell things. Um, so my main, the first main screen of my phone will get clogged up with 
marketplace messages. So I'll just delete threads for so my main people come up that I talk to on a regular basis. If that starts getting full, I delete those threads too. Same thing with text messages. I delete threads until the main people I talk to are up on the main screen so I don't have to, slip, have to scroll down to find them. Okay, so that's, is that a habit that you started that day, that month? When did you start doing this deleting text thing? Pretty much when I got a cell phone. I've, I've always done that. Okay. Did you go out of your way, um, in this case, to delete like certain messages? Not intentionally, no. <laughs> and so when there's a message they say you deleted that indicates the gun was locked, did you, do you recall deleting that message? No, I completely forgot I sent that message. Or unsending it, I'm sorry. No, I don't remember. Okay, there's, there's another message that um, is unsent talking about we did everything right, that kind of thing. Do you recall unsending that message? No. Okay. So when, we, when law enforcement got um, found that there was a lot of deleted content, does that surprise you in any way? No. Um, and you don't dispute, you've seen a lot of text message threads that have been admitted. You agree those were all the, those were a lot of the messages going on, is that right? Right. And a lot of those are what were deleted. Correct. Okay. So after you're interviewed, um, there was a point where the, the police tell you and James, you guys need to leave the house, is that right? Yes. Where did you guys go? Um, we went up to, we went, the first time we ended up going to the Holiday Inn Express and sitting in the parking lot trying to figure out what was going on, waiting for them to call us. Was there a point you had to go back to the house? Yes, they called us to come back to the house. Did you know why you were going back? Um, they told us that the search was over and they just wanted us to come back to the house. Okay, so when you got back to the house, what happened? Um, we went into the house and then the um, detective asked for our cell phones. And were you reluctant about giving over your cell phone? Yes, I was. Okay, why is that? Um, sounds bad, but my life is in my cell phone, my contacts are in my cell phone, everything I need is in my cell phone, I don't memorize phone numbers, I have an emergency going on, and they're taking my only means of contact away from me. Okay, there was a suggestion to go get burner phones or track phones, prepaid phones. Correct. Did you do that? Yes, we did. Okay, so there was evidence, you went to Walmart in Lapeer, does that sound right? Yep. And we saw the receipts. Um, there's been a lot of text messages about threats. Tell the jury about what you were receiving. Oh, we were, we were receiving so many threats on top. Oh, let me back up. On our new track phones, in my Facebook Messenger, there was a ton of threats. I wasn't getting text threats on my new track phone because I had my number, but my Facebook Messenger was blowing up with threats. Uh, once I got into my email account, that was blowing up with threats. Um, people found my realtor.com profile that I hadn't had for years and were sending me messages through that. Um, I had people sending me screenshots of text threats they found that I didn't know about. Um, How were you feeling at this point? I was feeling pretty scared. Okay, scared of what? Um, well, scared that somebody might hurt us. Okay. Um, at that point, did you ever go back home? This is the first time, right? I'm talking after you bought the trip. Oh, no, we went to the hotel in Lapeer. Okay. So you go to the hotel in Lapeer, um, and then how many, how long did you, did you stay there? Just one night. 
Okay, so that was the night of the 30th. The 30th, okay. What did you do on the 1st? Um, we, we woke up. I knew I had to make arrangements. I had um, a senior dog and two cats still at the house. I didn't know what to do with. Um, my neighbor was sending me updates, letting me know um, that there was still media around my house, um, that I had my house had multiple um, random pizza deliveries. Um, that people were calling in, um, so I had to get dog food for our dog, and I met her at the, um, actually in the church parking lot behind Red Naps um, that afternoon to give her the food. Okay, and I believe that we've heard about that and saw the GPS stuff. Did you go to any banks? Not on that day. Okay, did you go any time that week? Yes. All right, What? why were you going to banks? Um... When all this unfolded and we found out that it was my son that was a shooter, I get a lot of advice from my dad. My dad's been involved in some, some civil suits before. Um, he told me that there's probably going to be a lot of, of, of lawsuits and they're going to try to um, take your assets. I have any assets. The bank owned my house. The bank owned my cars. And all I had was the cash in my bank. And he said they could freeze your account. So. I went and withdrew money from my account. My dad also deposited extra money in my account during that time to give to us, help us retain a lawyer, which I withdrew as well. Okay, so you withdrew that money. Did you withdraw anything from an account that had Ethan's name on it? Uh, we transferred money from that savings account to our account. Okay, explain that account. Um, I know it says Ethan's name on it. Is anyone else listed on the account? Uh, no, it's a Simply Kids savings account through Flagstar Bank. So he opened it with $200. Um, I don't think he really had any more than $100 left after things he wanted to buy, but I transfer money from my check into that account, so we kind of use it as a savings account too. Okay, so it's so. Um, did you leave any money in that account? Uh, if we did, it was very little. Okay. Um, the next, so on December 1st, we heard testimony already that your son was charged, you watched online, is that accurate? Correct. Okay. Um, we heard on the first, did you guys stay at the hotel in Lapeer or did you go somewhere else? No, we went to um, the extended stay in Auburn Hills. Okay. Why is that? Um, probably because of the cheapest rates and it was a decent hotel. Not any other reason why. Okay. So how long did you end up staying at the extended stay in Auburn Hills? Um, we ended up staying there for two days. Okay. And then... Um, We've heard testimony that um, charges were going to be announced at some point. Did you know when charges would be announced? No. Um, I was kind of following the news articles, trying to get updates. Um, my cousin was sending me a lot of texts, you know, saying, I think they're going to charge you too. We didn't think I would get charged, me and my husband, because the gun was in his name. Um, so we had an awareness of it, but I don't think it really actually set in that it was going to happen until it did. Okay, so um, we heard testimony that um, on December 3rd, you end up at an art studio. Explain to us how you, what was the hotel? Extended stay in Auburn Hills. Correct. Okay, tell us all where you went. Um, how do you get from that hotel to to the art studio in Detroit and why? Give us the rundown. Um, so we ended up going to Owasso to get regular cell, our normal cell phones, so we couldn't shut down accounts. 
Um, Why couldn't you shut down accounts? Because of two, the two-factor authentication. So I was sending a text message to my old phone number that I didn't have. So I had, I had my uh, employer yelling at me to shut down my LinkedIn account, um, my Instagram account, because I had my employer's name all over it. Um, so we had to get uh, cell, our cell phones with our old numbers on it to get that back. Um, Were you trying to deactivate Facebook and stuff too? Um, I was trying. Well, I already deactivated Facebook. My husband needed to de deactivate his Facebook. I had to deactivate LinkedIn and Instagram, and I couldn't get into my email on my burner phone because of that two-factor authentication code thing. Okay, so you guys went to Owasso and yes. got what? We got regular cell phones with our old numbers on it. Okay. Um, then what? Um, that's when Andre, uh, my friend, called. Is there any reason you went to Owasso to get those phones? Yeah, we didn't feel safe in the local area. Okay, so you drove like the hour they tested. Okay, yeah. all right. So then what? Um, so my friend Andre, uh, who owns Art Studio, called and was checking in to see how re how we were doing, and he wanted to stop by our hotel. It was the night of the second, um, so he actually came to our hotel that night, and he invited us to come to his art studio the next day just to be around a friend, just to. He wanted to buy us sandwiches. He wanted to show us art scooters. He's just a really nice guy that was just offering a friendship during that time when we didn't know what was going on. So that's how we ended up going to the art studio. Okay, how did you get to the art studio? Um, I drove. Okay, drove what? We drove. I, I drove my car. And my husband left um, our other car at the hotel. Okay, so we've heard about how one car is like left at this hotel. That's because you guys went together. Together. To Correct. Detroit. Correct. Okay. Did you know you were going to get charged at that point? We had heard they might announce charges um, sometime that day. Okay, but I want to know, did you know you were definitely being charged at that point? Oh, no. Okay. So you, tell us what happened when you got to the art studio. I um, think we saw them, him show you where to park. Is that what happened? Yeah. Why did you park where you parked? Um, I was parking close to the dumpster, and he told me to move away from the dumpster because people like to throw stuff out there. So I moved. He showed me where to park, so I wasn't taking anybody's parking space or blocking the dumpster or any of that. Okay. So then, uh, what did you guys do that day? Um, he showed us around the the building, um, and then we went to the art studio. Andre had a business meeting. Um, I think at eleven o'clock that day, and so he left the building for a little bit. Um, he came back after charges were announced. So he came back um, when we found out we were getting charged. He brought sandwiches back. Um, at that point in time, how were you feeling at that point when you found out you're getting charged? Just freaked out. I don't. I've never been charged anything in my life. Okay. So you've never been charged with a crime like this. Like this, correct? Okay. Of this magnitude. Correct. All right. So what? Okay, so you know you're charged, or you know that they want you. Um, what was your plan at that point? Um, well, I was in touch with my attorney. Um, Me. You. And I was taking your advice that we're going to turn ourselves in. Um, when were you planning to turn yourself in? Uh, the next day, so it would be Saturday morning. Okay, why was that? Um... That's when the, the Novi court was doing um, arraignments that day. Okay, so on Friday, the whole afternoon, you know you're being charged. That afternoon, um, what was your plan at that point? 
Or what were you doing at that point? Um, we were, I was debating whether or not to go back to Auburn Hills and stay at the extended stay. And I think this is before we, we even knew there was a manhunt out for us. Okay. Your Honor, may I approach uh, the witness with the defense exhibit, proposed exhibit A? The prosecution has received it. Okay. No objection. Do you object to submission? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay, A is admitted. Um, can you tell the jury what that document shows? Um, it's a Priceline.com travel itinerary year trip from December 1st. Okay. Last okay. visited 12-3-2021. Okay. So when you're, okay, on 12-3, are there also searches for another hotel? Uh, I think so. Yeah, well, there's a um, Priceline checkout, Auburn Hills, 12-4-12-5, so I think I was looking up for those dates. So you were planning to, is it fair to say then you're looking for a hotel? Objection to leaving. All right, so that exhibit, what does it tell you about your plans for 4-4 to 4-5? Um, to be in Auburn Hills, extend this day. Okay. What is Priceline? It's an... Um, an app where you can get last-minute hotel deals. Do you agree these are your searches? Yeah, I'm always on Priceline. Okay. Um, ultimately, on the night of the 3rd, um, are you aware, were you aware on Friday afternoon if you could go into court that afternoon? What was your awareness? I was not aware that we could go into court that afternoon. Um, I was just waiting on direction from you to what we're going to do the following day and turning ourselves in. All right. So the prosecution showed um, lots of pictures of the art studio. We agree. That's what it looks like, right? Right. Okay. Did you guys sleep on that mattress that night? Yeah, we did. It was actually in the, um, in the hallway, a common hallway the business shared, and we pulled it into the art studio and slept on it that night. Okay. Did you the prosecution showed receipts and supplies that were bought, things like that? Who went to the store and did that? Uh, my friend um, went to the store. We gave him a list, and he picked up things for us. Okay. Why didn't you go to the police department? This is so distracting. I'm having a really hard time. I can move maybe and ask. Okay, try, try not to talk. Okay. Um. So you're. Who bought those supplies? Um, my friend did. Okay, why didn't you and James just go on your own to the police department um, and turn yourselves in? Because we didn't feel it would be safe. Okay, why is that? Um, just the fact that the entire community and Michigan knew that we were expected to turn ourselves in at the police department so they would know where to go. Okay, um, and so that night, what did you and James sleep there? We did. What time did you go to bed? What happened? Just um, really quickly. I want to say it's it was after 11, maybe around 11 o'clock, and we finally went to bed. Um, we we both, I'm prescribed Xanax for anxiety, and we each took four because we knew we were going to turn ourselves in the next day, and we hadn't slept in four days, and we just wanted to sleep. Okay, so you each took four. We did. Okay, and 
So the next thing, um, the next piece of evidence we showed, we saw, was um, them coming in to that art studio. Do you recall that? I recall my husband screaming and there's people with guns again in our face, officers. What were you doing prior to hearing your husband screaming? We were sleeping. Okay. Were you aware there was anything going on? No, I was not. Okay. You saw the video, so we don't need to go through all of that. Um, and the prosecution admitted, I'm going to put it up on the screen, People's Exhibit 150, and I just want to verify with you. I'm sorry, can you turn it on actually? Okay, do you see it on your screen? I do. Okay, what is that? Um, that's an alarm we set for, or I set for the next morning. For Saturday morning? For Saturday morning, correct. Okay, do you recall why you set it for 6.30, 6.45? Is there two alarms or one? Yeah, there's two. Okay, why did you set those alarms? Um, because we were going to wake up and drive to the Novi Courthouse and meet you, you there by 8.30. Okay, and what was your plan, plan there? What was going to be your plan when you got to Novi? Um, we were going to be arraigned. Okay. Now, do you, there was evidence, oh, whoops, there was evidence that um, your purse and belongings were found in totes there. Did you, do you remember seeing all those pictures? I do. Okay. Tell the jury why those were, your purse and personal effects were in those bins. Um, I didn't know if we were going to jail, I didn't know if we were going to be bonded out. I didn't know what was going to happen, so I had told my friend where I left my purse and my backpack, where I did have all, pretty much all my money in it, to grab those the next the next day or when he's at the studio. He's not usually there on the weekend, so I put them in the totes just just for extra precaution. Um, in some of the messages the prosecution admitted, you say that you failed as a parent. Do you feel, are you a failure as a parent? I don't think I'm a failure as a parent, but at that time, um, I guess I didn't see, I felt bad that Ethan was sad at those things, and I guess I just, I don't know, I just felt like I failed somewhere. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just that point in time, I just, I just kind of felt like somewhere I failed. Do you believe there was anything, um, do you believe that you knew or had reason to know your son was a danger to anyone else. No, um, as a parent, you spend your whole your whole life trying to protect your your child from other dangers. Um, you never you never would think you have to protect your child from harming somebody else. That's what that's what blew my mind. I just like, that was the hardest thing I had to, to stomach is that my child harmed and killed other people. Do you believe there were things you were thinking at the time, I should do this, but I'm not doing it? Do you look back and think that? No, I don't. I mean, I of course I look back after this all happened, and um, I've asked myself if I would have done anything differently, and I wouldn't have. If you could change what happened, would you? Oh, absolutely. I wish he would have killed us instead.
over the last um, 26 months, um, has this been stressful for you? It's been very stressful. Yes. Have you had a range of emotions? I've had a lot of emotions. Are you trying to, are you, do you believe you are the victim here? Um, I don't want to say that I'm a victim because I do not want to disrespect those families that truly are the victims on this, um, but we did lose a lot. Okay. You've lost everything. We did. Detroit and the timing of 
the arrest of the defendants. Are you talking about the text that I already saw? Yes, Judge. The two-word text. Now, when, but the issue is, when it was seen, it was immediately closed because it was recognized as potential. Okay, I, under I understand that. I guess I, I'm asking you to be more specific without me being more specific. Well, there were actually there were three texts, not, not two words. Okay. Okay. No, I... Is that what I saw already? Yes. Okay. So, I guess a few things come to mind. Um, when I received that, we, we had a previous motion about this. It's unclear to me whose uh, phone that was. Um, that's that's just one thing among many other issues. Right. We can't because we can't we can't explore it if it's a potential attorney-client communication. So it was never investigated. That's why I brought it to the court's attention and counsel's attention immediately. Your Honor, that's after consultation actually with the Michigan State Bar Ethics Hotline. So well, one of the reasons I asked you that is because I know there were four phones in there and two phones didn't have specific numbers. I don't know if that came from one of the phones that specifically belonged to one of the defendants. That's yes. That, the answer to that question is yes. Okay. Your Honor, if I may, when I was questioning my client, I was asking her what her plan was, what she was planning to do. She said what she was planning to do. I didn't expect that she was going to say, I didn't expect she was going to say anything about me. I thought she was just going to say we were waiting for information, we were waiting to turn ourselves in, waiting for directions, and we had a backup plan. We'll go to court on Novi in the morning. I don't believe she's opened attorney-client privilege as to this topic. I, and to be honest, I don't even know what they would have. This hasn't been an issue since the beginning of the case. It's not just the privilege. It's also to impeach what we believe be false testimony. That's important in cross-examination. Your Honor, there, the prosecution has tried to make me a witness, but I've, I've made arrangements often with law enforcement and prosecution teams to turn my client in. Okay. I have never the seen... police are not required to wait... I, I'm not saying that, but right. the, what the police did is they tried to make me a witness. They made they made police reports with my text messages and tried to turn me into a witness. When it's typical for they're giving me too much credit. Well, for when it's tip, I texted Karen McDonald and said I was representing the Crumblies. Okay, on Friday the, morning, the, the she police. would not get back to me. She doesn't have to get. I know she doesn't. Police do not have to ask you for permission to arrest your client. I completely agree. I'm not. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that I was waiting for Miss McDonald to work with me to turn her in because she texted me the Prosecuting night before. We work it out. Surrender. We've already, well, we actually had evidence I, of that. I thought, as well as I thought we had professional courtesy going that we were working together, and then she wouldn't call me back all day. And I said, okay, then we have to go turn you in. I want to turn her into a court. So we we went to the Novi. We were going to the Novi court at eight thirty because they do weekend arraignments. Okay, I, I've heard all of this before, but the thing is, you cannot testify to this. I understand, but I'm saying that the prosecution is trying to make me a witness by I'm, having I'm them put police to reports the guidelines. together. That's why we this, had the this, waiver. this came up from the beginning of the case. There was there was I concern about that. I agree with you, and I, I thought the concern was over because they dropped it, and I I had to bring it up yesterday. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. It's just been dealt with in in waivers and motions and things like that. So, you know, I, if, if if your client raises something, um, I guess I'd want you to to specify 
whether it's in a filing exactly what you're saying or exactly what you want to admit because um, I think that we're you know treading on difficult ground that Judge, we've been treading on since the case started. We signed a waiver specifically for this. It, it was Not March of 2022. That paragraph 13 of that waiver, the defendant will not be able to use. And actually, the court on the record said, "Ms. Smith, you understand that flight is issue and an issue in this case." The court remembers, but it was early on in this case. You're out of the waiver. Okay. Wait, wait, the I can't interrupt. I'm sorry, I can't interrupt each other. So, I guess tell me what you are specifically requesting. So because we need the, the chronology. Because she says she was asleep when the police are hitting the door or whatever it is. Yes, it's, it goes into all of that. It goes into all of that. So there's a, again, this was a, a thumbnail of a text message that we immediately, the individual prosecutors of us who, who saw it, immediately closed it because he recognized a potential attorney-client material. Before he did, he noticed the timestamp on that. The timestamp is exactly... I think it's actually two minutes off of a timestamp from a text message between Ms. Smith and Sergeant Hendrick, where Ms. Smith indicated she cannot get a hold of her client. Now, I want to cross-examine Jennifer Crumbly specifically about that, because she put that an issue in front of the jury. Okay, specifically about whether or not she was in contact with her lawyer? What, I guess one of the problems is you can't use your shield as a sword. That's a, that's a problem. I, Your Honor, I'm suggesting that if, if my client opened the door to that in any way, that you instruct the jury there not to consider it and strike that testimony. I, we did not intend to open that door. I don't even remember, and I don't even know what that text message is. I saw that. I obviously responded to their filings. I have no memory of that text or this timing. So, okay, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm just saying that I would just say that this, this should all, this should just be instructed to be inadmissible and tell the jury to absolutely ignore any testimony about any communications with the attorney. The waiver, the defendant signed the waiver. Defense counsel signed the waiver. It's, again, sword and shield, Judge. This is exactly what counsel is doing, and we can have someone from computer crimes extract any, any conversations, communications between the defendant and her attorney. The court can review it in camera. I think that you're specifically trying to impeach her statement that I did not talk to my lawyer that night. I'm trying to remember the exact statement. Well, the timing of when she was awake, when she sent the message, the fact that she indicated she was asleep, the method in which she indicated how she fell asleep, and with the assistance of four Xanax. It's important to explore those particular details, Judge. The timing is crucial. Okay, well, I might allow you to ask the question. You said you were asleep at 11 o'clock because you took four Xanax. I might allow you to ask, isn't it true that you texted your attorney at 11.03 or whatever it is? I might let you ask that. But the thought that you want me to do an in-camera review of every communication between Mrs. Crumley and an attorney that could potentially breach the attorney-client privilege, I'm... I'd be satisfied with just that timing, that message, Judge. Okay, well, I'm... 
I guess I'm going to invite you. I, I feel like every night you're getting a homework assignment. Of course, I have my own homework assignment. Um, but if you would like to uh, send me a case, do a short memo, anything like that that you'd like me to read at 4 o'clock in the morning when I should be sleeping, Judge, that's what I'll do. The issue is that Jennifer Crumley testified that she did what she did because your lawyer told her to. That's the crux of it. And there's evidence to the contrary. And I want that evidence to be made. Okay, are you specifically, okay, those are two different things, though. Are you, are you specifically talking about the text that we dealt with last week? Or are you talking about other communication that was dealt with previously? Last, I think last week is the one we're referring to, Judge. That's okay. the, the, right. the motion that was filed. Okay. There's also text messages from Ms. Smith to an officer. There's no privilege there. There's no privilege. Correct. So that's naturally going to be part of cross-examination. Okay. But specifically right now, okay. I want the court to review that, and we're asking permission to cross-examine on that judge. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to have someone from my staff go back and um, see what the specific statement was about that. That's for starters. Um, and additionally, um, if you would like to give me any law on the issue, um, I don't know if there's any law beyond um, <coughs> what we read last week. But well, that's why we have that's why the waiver. Yeah, the waiver. Well, I might, I might be inclined to ask her to let you ask. Isn't it true that did you testify that you were sleeping at eleven oh three? Yes. Isn't it true that you texted your lawyer at that time? I, I may allow you to do that. Anything else? I'm, I'm going right. to have some of my staff review the record and determine exactly what was said. I think that's important. It was in March of 2022 on the hearing, yeah. Are you, the waiver it is, and the initial well, waiver. Have, I'm sure I have the waiver. Yeah, I have all those waivers. I'm familiar with the waiver, but what, um, to review the record to see exactly what was probably said that, um, okay. I'm trying to be careful. Uh, anything else? No, Your Honor, thank you. I will email the prosecution tonight um, who I plan to call. All right. Thank you. Thank you,